Bob Dylan said one time, he said to me, Bobby D said, you know, sometime life is a drag, sometime life is a bus, but we all got to do what we must. We got to keep on, keep it on, baby. Prepare to be astonished. We all need to laugh. 106 miles to Chicago. We got a full tank of gas, half a pack of cigarettes. It's dark, and we're wearing sunglasses. Hit it. Five, four, three, two, one, zero. All engine running. Lift off. We have a lift. What up, world? Welcome to the Fives of the Week podcast. It's your boy, Philly. Grandmaster B. They couldn't live without me. See you, Rebel. Miguel. And Miguel's in the house. They can't share the same theme song. So we got to find one for you. <laughs> we got some guests in the studio today. Hollywood's that could be a theme show by itself. Find the find theme song for Miguel. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I wish you had an Oscar Mayer wiener. <laughs> I love hot dogs. Tell me. Tell me. Yeah, so Miguel's sitting in for Hollywood. Uh, T-Rebel was playing this week, so I'm glad it worked out. Thank you guys for showing up. Hollywood, we miss you. Ball's deep into work. I know he's on that 90-day stretch, so yeah, bro. we'll miss you. We're going to rock out in your honor, my, my man. Puss. I feel you, brother. Puss. I feel you. We have the bell for you. Don't worry. Once the bands come up, we'll have it ready for us. <laughs> you should change that to the Hollywood bell. No, he's got the bell cow, but yeah, yeah, that, that is a that is a hard working dude, man. No, that is, seriously, oh, I, that guy, I, I, know. I swear, I, I man, feel he, his pain. he works hard. He loves what he does, but man, he he'll put. He's a grinder. Yeah, he loves his people days. too. You know man. what I'm saying? It's it's a grind though. And being in a factory the way he is, I get what he's, you get addicted to it. You you get addicted to the people that count on you. You know what I mean? You're sure. like, man, if I leave, that guy's they're gonna be screwed. You know what I mean? And you just you're, it eats at you. Well, money motivates you too, but you gotta think your overall health as well. You know what I'm absolutely. Saying? So, that's what we're just talking about off uh, before we got on air. Yeah, I look forward to those weekends, man. For you grind sure. all week, and you look forward to the weekends big time. Yeah, you, no you know what Hollywood has grit. <laughs> no doubt. <laughs> First drop of the day. Absolutely, love we'll get, it. We'll get into uh, what you got into. Yeah, the we day, can go into so. all that later. So, but uh, let's catch up, Miguel. How you been, man? What's uh -huh. new? Man, doing good. Work's been busy. Trying to get out golf as much as I can. Just, you know, workaholic, just kind of like uh, Hollywood with the markets and stuff that we do mm -hmm. on the side on the weekends and things like that. So everything's been going good, though. Good, man. Good, to, good to have you here. See Rebel. How you been, bud? Living life. Life's good right now. Who are you? Uh, working hard every day. I, I'm coaching football. You know, we're right smack that minute. You've been in that world, so you know where that's at. We're going to oh, restart. Yeah. You're going to start training camp on Monday. Oh, yeah. Yeah, five days. It goes to five days a week. I'm still in that world. You're acting like I'm retired because I'm not in the ESFL. <laughs> well, you're not in the ESFL world. You're not in my world. Stop whining. <laughs> but in my, you know that world I'm in right yeah. now with the ESFL. And I love it. It's and My wife's involved. My kid's playing football. I'm, I'm coaching on the team. Living my best life right now. And that's not a knock because I, I lived at youth football right. for almost 10 years. So I, I loved meant. it. I mean, so many good friends, you know. My son has so many good memories, so it's a great thing. I talk, talk highly of it all the time. Right, and I, I'm, I'm living that life now, and mm -hmm. my, my wife loves it. My son loves it. CJ2K. <laughs> I don't know, and my <laughs> wife asked me this. It was actually a really good question. She's like, do you think you would have loved it if your kid wasn't as good as he was? And you know what? I had, it took me back for a second. I was like, 
You know what? I don't know. I never thought of it like that. Yeah, what if he's picking down the lines, thumbing his ass, everything else, but playing the game? I knew he was going to be good, and I, I showed you guys something. I didn't know he was going to do what he did. Mm-hmm. It was pretty cool, and, and I guess I fell in love with him that. But I've made a lot of friends. You know what I mean? A lot of friends that you know in the SFL. You yes, know what I mean? Sir. Like, like Butch, me and Butch. Butch calls me 26 times a day. What up, Butch? Butch. But I call him just many, and, and he's a great friend of mine. I talk with Gus, me and Gus. We had our bumps in the road, but we're really, really tight now. You know what I mean? I get where he's coming from, and it's a ton of fun. It gets addicting. You you wake up in the morning going, okay, what do I got to get done today for it? Oh, yeah, you can't wait to get off work. Yeah, cutting corners yeah. just to get there, man. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm taking 15-minute breaks just to do Tiger Cat business. You know what yeah. I mean? Oh, yeah, Being a sure. kid, you definitely, it was always, like, fun thriving mm-hmm. as an athlete and stuff like that and having fun, like, you want to show out for your parents. You want to show out for your family, for your friends, and all that kind of stuff. So it's always, it is always nice when you're good at sports growing up, and yeah. you can kind of share that with your parents and things like that, and go home talk about it and all that kind of stuff. Long car rides after oh, yeah. tournaments and stuff like that. It's definitely, definitely a fun time. Good old days. That's a great time. And the thing I think my son likes a lot is he don't, he isn't just playing. He sees my wife. She she runs our all of our concessions. She's in charge of all the concessions. I'm, I'm helping in the front office as well as running it. So he sees us doing a different aspect with the organization while he's coaching. And then he's going to pool parties with his coaches and stuff like that. So it's, I mean, it, it, it's, it's a lot of fun. Oh, yeah. He'll remember these, these times forever. I mean, as you said, your son does. No doubt. Sports are a foundational piece to, I think, a kid growing up, honestly. Oh, very character building. Absolutely yeah. very character building. Time. Yes, sir. So good stuff. See, Rebel Grandmaster B. How was your week, man? Hey, man, it's Friday. We're doing this on a Friday night for a change. Oh, thank God, Mr. C. Rebel, you got you got to wipe you got to wipe the corner. I don't know if you got a little bit of a little bit of a splash from earlier today. You're sucking your boss off. Or what? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Sorry, I'm sorry, dude. I had to say it. So far, the week's been going good. So far. Wow. <laughs> That's the abuse I get. The I get hey, man, come to the show, man. We love you. Thirty seconds in, I got shit on my face. Apparently. <laughs> <laughs> you gotta stop finger banging the kernel corn. Come on, fire's raging tonight. I'm telling you, we're only in about three minutes. So, Philly, how about you, man? How's uh, your week been going? Week is good, man. I'm a long weekend, so I'm excited about that. Uh, things, for the most part, started off rough this week, but you know, uh, it's summertime is busy. You know, mm-hmm. Mike, you know, we're in kind of similar businesses, so it's running gun time. Um, and we're just keeping our head above water. I was going to say, try to keep your head afloat. Yeah. <laughs> That's all you can yeah. do. Like Sea Rebel with football, man. Seven on seven had our first one, tied one, one, one. So that was good. Laying that foundation down, running the offense. So excited about that, too. Can I ask you about something? We, we just went uh, four weeks of seven on seven. Who, who do you do your seven on seven with? Other high schools. Other high schools. schools. Yeah, we do other ESFL. We did at Mount Clemens. Oh, yeah. I remember it was those. an experience. The first time I've ever done it. And they had me running the offense. So it was. The hardest part I had about it is a lot of the coaches want 25 kids to come there. Mm-hmm. Now I need seven players. So when the offense comes out, I got 19 kids going, Coach, can I go in? Coach, can I go in? Coach, can I go in? That's overwhelming well, to deal really, with. Yeah, but at the end of the day, like we had freshmen come too just to get reps. You're laying the foundation, running routes clear, getting the calls right. It's not really about winning the seven-on-seven seven because as right. I told you the Absolutely. other day, when the pads come on, it's a whole different ballgame. There's right. people that love seven-on-seven, seven, coaches that live and die by that sword, but – for me, it's it's nothing more than extra practice reps against other people that you don't see day to day. You know what I'm saying? So that's where I think the benefit comes because you're you, still competing 
and you're working on your own stuff. But you are right. There are people to take it very seriously. I see coaches there with 47 different plays. I'm using three. And I, maybe I'll just change a route. Uh, I'll, I'll just change a route direction once in a while. Like, yeah. how do you even get all those plays in? That's the right way to do it. I mean, I think I put in like twelve, but again, it's high school level, so it's sustainable for the. I guys. got three plays, and what I'll do is I'll, I'll change. I'll change an outside route, or I'll change an inside route to a go route, or, or a curl, or something. Yeah, you That's come up about with it. little tag words and stuff just to change it. You know, right, right. Option, but I, routes, but I'm, basing, like I'm basing off the same same couple of plays I'm using. Everybody else, do your route. Uh, Z, you do this. A, S, and G, you go, you go do your route. That guy's a knucklehead. No doubt. Mr. Ben Johnson Jr. over there. Yeah, oh, he's all dialed in, man. <laughs> I, I, I've been doing it for a couple of weeks now, the seven-on-seven seven stuff, and how, I've been running the how offense. How like uh, doing the OC part of it? A little bit different from yeah, being an O-line coach last yeah, year. Yeah, it's a whole lot different. And, <laughs> and they wanted me to get that experience, too, so they didn't tell me they were going to do it. They just, as soon as we got there, I thought I was going to watch, and they just... He's going to have a game where the parents start yapping from the oh, crowd like when, I when the offense this. is getting stymied. And trust me, it's happened to me. Believe you know. me, I could go into stories right now about parents. I love parents, but parents suck. We'll save that for you for an <laughs> yes. ESFL show. But yes. uh, we got a lot of news to get into. So grab my seat. All right, so I'll save the best for last because this one I got to talk about. It's been all over the internet. But uh, first of all, I think we may have touched on this before, but a video popped up in my feed. Did you know Ice Cube turned down a $9 million movie deal because he didn't want to get vaccinated? No. He was just on uh, with Pierce Morgan talking about it. And uh, he's like, man, you can have all the money in the world, but he's like, to me, my health is the most important. You know, he's like, anybody could use that, even me. My family could have used it. And it was a very cool, chill, calm conversation, you know, just personal choice. Mm. So have you guys ever turned down? The whole point of the thing is, have you ever turned down a substantial amount of money for any any reason, really? No. Mm. No. Mm. <laughs> no. I had, I, no, I'm going to say it was like a significant, it was a job mm. that would have paid me probably about 25% more than what I'm making currently. But I just didn't feel it was the right fit for me. It's a good amount, though. It was it was a really good job, uh, but it was something that I couldn't feel passionate about. Mm -hmm. It was about selling fake chicken. But if they offered you nine million dollars, you'd be well. A I mean, that's a different league of money well, right there. But I'm <laughs> saying, like in my world, where reality mm -hmm. is like, okay, what's what I make yeah, and what yeah. I could have made, and then right. this offer came through, and this is what we're willing to do, and and I just didn't feel a hundred percent good about it. Oh, what do you mean fake chicken? You got to Well, I, I, there's no, I mean, I work in the, in, in the food industry. And so this was going to be working for a company that, uh, you've heard of Beyond Meat? Yes. Okay. Yep. Like um, the Impossible Burger. And, yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. Now I it mean, makes sense. And so this was a company that was another satellite of that company that was starting, you know, they're doing the Beyond Meat, some more like in the, the beef product type stuff, the beef patties and things of sorts. Well, this was a like a, a, an extension of it to do chicken, you know, well, plant based. And I'm a meat eater, man. You know, it's like I, if I'm going to be passionate about telling you what's really good, I'm not going to say, man, you grill up this tofu chicken. You're going to love it. But you got to put a lot of spices on it and everything. I just, I just couldn't feel myself getting into that. You know, it just for me, it wasn't a and it was kind of a startup position. And so with that, you don't have any like real 
background stories with anybody. So you just know people that are coming into this company that are in the business, but you know, they had no no footprint set up yet. Also, it's a newer company. All, and, all and that's it's all a new company. company. So you have no so, idea what's gonna happen in ten years. I mean, that. they could have a pot full of money, they can have, you know, uh you know what what do they call like when they these investors invest like these money rounds and stuff like that and this company had a substantial amount of money set aside to go out and execute but i heard the whole story through zoom calls and everything and i'm just like i sat on i said give me a few days and i turned it down yeah and, and it was for the call. right reason yeah it really was in five years people are still be eating chicken i guarantee oh yeah what's man. that company gonna be doing in five years it could be a flash in the pan that's right. true man well, that's what's kind of scary about some of these new brands, the innovation that comes out. It's mm -hmm. kind of a crapshoot. You're betting on yourself. You're betting on the brand. You know, we folk, we know folks that have done it, that have been successful, that haven't been. So um, you just have to make the best call. And that you, you can always use that experience. Um, I just tend to go with the the stable thing, I guess. Yeah, I'm, I'm opportunities there too. But, but $9 million, really, that's a lot of money. Yeah. That's, that's mm -hmm. some big money. So, I mean, this guy, obviously, it's not about the money. He probably has that kind of money set already aside. Oh, yeah. But did he ever say what the movie was? I was no. going to say, what's the project? They say what the no, project was. No, he didn't get into all that. Oh, well, that's interesting. Yeah. Cube. Uh, next thing. So, this school in New York, um, I think, I want to say, like, a Division Two or Division Three. Did you see this, Mike, about the black field turf? Mm-mm. Yeah, no, so they put not. all black field turf in, and everybody was skeptical about it because... I, look, I think it looked cool. It looks great. But um, it's hot. I mean, a 90-degree day, in, you know what I'm saying, in July? Regular turf is already hot. Yeah, it's usually about 10 degrees warmer. Yep. So can you imagine hitting that turf? Here's oh, a picture of it. Dude. I could post this to the page, dude, too, so people probably feel like molten it. lava. I mean... It's sweet, but it's at the same looking. time, like... You just that's, yeah, that is sweet. That's bizarre. You man. just spent all that money on black turf, and then now your football players are going to be out there not yeah. even thrilled to play on that. Honestly, <laughs> right. I don't know. I didn't get that. We played on turf last year, and I didn't really know. No, that. but the but the black turf, like turf, like you have the green turf and stuff out there. That's fine. It's a little bit hotter and stuff like that. But this is black turf. Obviously, you know, black attracts the sun, mm -hmm. traps the heat. So definitely going to be probably double double the amount of heat and stuff on there and would say yeah no you know definitely not fun does, like that does much. black turf matter tell <laughs> you all turf matters <laughs> all turf, all turf matters. matters that's right. true um, that's true so yeah i talked to a buddy who reconditions fields and things like that and he's like yeah i saw that not sure how that's gonna work you know what i mean like even if you take real good care of it um i don't know if there's any anything you can do to prevent it because i don't think you can it's just like almost like when you see the pavement you see the heat yeah. coming off the pavement smoking. and stuff like that basically smoking like the black right. uh ash make it a dome like that yeah. and you can do it make it a dome yeah, yeah you could. it's easy easy enough yeah, just throw a dome over. When you got chaz money you can do whatever you can throw it around man <laughs> so this last thing this has been like the hot topic i don't know if you've heard about this the uh, adam 22 and lena the plug i guess they're porn stars and she let a por another porn star or he let her have sex with another guy like a week after they got married. Hmm. So <laughs> that's this what? is an absolute is that the Aiden Ross thing, or is that different? Or is that dude different? Or something? I think he commented on it. everybody okay. commented. I was like this big thing gotcha. this last week or two. It's like a viral hmm. thing. I just it's a it's a mind boggler for me because I couldn't allow that for any kind of money. You know mm -hmm. what I'm saying? No, no. <laughs> no. I mean, to each their own. You know, do what you got to do, but. For me, no way. You do you, but it ain't for me. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Would you do that, Chaz? 
Would you no. allow it? No. It's a whole different world we're talking about right there. Well, it depends yeah. on the money because if they, if they throw the money in front of both of us, I might not have a say so in the matter. Right. <laughs> <laughs> oh. <laughs> now that that wouldn't fly. What kind of stuff are you into, Chuck? I'm not into nothing, but <laughs> let somebody offer my wife nine million dollars. I might not have much of a say so. Like I'm in a missionary. I might blow in her ass. <laughs> I have a little penis. <laughs> so that's all I got. Boys. All right, man. Here we are. So um, on to me filling. Yeah. So 43% of Americans are starting to stock dry goods. And uh, this is for unseen events. So there's like this study that was done in a poll or whatever. And you know what I mean? Like people with their you know, dry goods, your pastas, your canned goods, canned fruits right. and all that. Um, maybe because of all the crazy that's going on in our world right now, 43% of Americans think that that might be a good reason to go ahead and start stocking up for a doomsday, Hmm. you know, and some people are equating all this stuff that's going on right now with the, the smog and this is intentional and all these conspiracists are out there. But, um, I heard that on the news today that 43% of Americans are starting to stock dry goods, Hmm. like more than you would normally for Hmm. that reason. Right there for unforeseen events. So, um, you know, we just talked about some food here, guys. I'm sure you guys okay. have all noticed beef prices have been really high. Mm-hmm. Uh, the uh, According to the Cattle Herd, uh, National Cattle Herd Association, it's the lowest uh, herd of beef and, you know, cattle that's been out there since 2014. And it can take up to three more years to get it back to par levels. And, um, and so with not having enough of these cattle out there, that's causing beef prices to go up, right? Mm-hmm. And why is that? Is because the feed, the mm-hmm. feed for the cattle is costing a lot more. So grains have gone up significantly. So these cattle farmers aren't necessarily allowing more breeding because of the cost. They can't afford what they have. Mm-hmm. So they why can't they afford what more? they have, so they have to keep continuing a quality, you know, that they want to keep sending to people, and that's one of the reasons. So that makes um, sense. I thought that was kind of crazy, man. Uh, and then today we lost a legend, Mr. Tony Bennett. Uh, I, I know this is kind of an old school kind of guy, but uh, I love Tony. I was gonna. That was my newest feed. I mean, that did you? I mean, you don't mind? I just Tony Bennett is probably one of the last legends of like the crooners that were of the old days, the Frank Sinatras, mm-hmm. uh, you know, Dean Martin, all these, the Rat Pack. Uh, yeah, but I wouldn't go all the way to Frank. I don't. He, he no. wasn't a Frank. There was nobody like Frank. Frank was the man. I was just listening to Frank the other day. I mean, Tony Bennett. Fly me to the moon. <laughs> ni- 96, was he 96 years old? Yeah, I think he was 96 years old. Um, it's a long life. That's a long life, man. Just just missed his 97th birthday by two weeks. Wow. But what a good life. The last time he was here, he performed at Andiamo's, or no, Fox Theater in Detroit in 2019. He did stuff with Lady Gaga. He's done stuff with Bono. Everybody. Yeah, he's done stuff with Eminem. Yeah, he's done stuff with Eminem. I mean, this guy went like, from an old school cat like that to want to just blend in with the modern day mm-hmm. crowd of music that's out there. I thought that was kind of cool. Imagine. Man. Rest in peace, yeah. man. This is one of his most iconic songs. Let's play a couple seconds of this. I left my All right, that's enough of that old stuff. Okay, so <laughs> that's all I had for new You know that dad. song, he actually donated, he won a Grammy for that song, and he donated the Grammy and the song rights all to the city of San Francisco. Oh, that's dope. I saw, I seen that today when I, when I seen the credits when he died. Nice. Did, he was an actual painter, too. Really? Yeah, this was something that he had, like, his hobby. So he you know, sold artwork? 
he, he I don't think he ever sold artwork. He did it for friends and family. Okay. And the owner of the Rooster Tail in downtown Detroit was yeah. one of his known places back in the 60s and the 70s where those were like the the event places to go right. to him and frankie valley both frankie and matter of fact wow. frankie valley's here at uh, freedom hill tonight right here in sterling heights right. he, yeah his biggest release was at the rooster tail in detroit oh no shit yeah wow. and when he came out with uh you're just too good to be true mm -hmm. yes yeah, so. yeah, he, he did his album release party you know at, your music rebel yeah he did his album release party at the rooster tail in detroit that's a song yeah, that's great. So, Mr. Tony Bennett, rest in peace. One of the last legends of, of that era. Absolutely. That's uh, all that was my news. I had one news feed, and he stole it. Okay, that's Come all right. On. Miguel, take over to you, Brett. Over to me. All right, so, did you guys see that thing about the Lions, uh, the practice tickets? People where there was like 5,000 people in the queue trying oh, wow. to get certain practice tickets and stuff, and they sold out in like minutes or whatever. For I um, have four for next Saturday. I know you do. Yeah. Um, you're you doing farmer's now, market? You me, I'm going to have to. You're going to give me one. Are you I'm working? To, I'm going to have to sadly Next Saturday. What will the day be? Next Saturday. I, I, have, have, I have VIPs to go into the training camp. That Saturday is open only for the season ticket people. And then, then it opens to the public, I think, on Friday. And no, it's going to be Sunday, I think. And you're going to courtesy me a ticket? Yeah. Yeah. I'll, yeah. Then, yes, I'm, okay. I'm off. All right. Are, are you in? I'm all, I gotta work. Oh man! Gotta work so you got two tickets left, then, right? Well, I I might have two more spoken for at this point. I would so. say because I would like to take my son. Because yeah, been, well, if it, we'll we'll get that all played out, but um, I'll certainly let you know. So all right, more than you can't go, you can't go. So yeah, uh, that, 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 there's two less people, so that sounds like yeah. two tickets uh, okay, open to me. We'll we'll get it. Look at my son working it, man. Disrespect on my name. I thought you were a season ticket holder before. What happened? I was. I was. They kept raising my prices, raising my prices, and then after that, that year they turned in in 2021, I was like, and then they raised my tickets to $218, I was like, I went and bought four wheelers with that money that year. Well, let's see what happens. There's going to be a lot of talk about this in, in the upcoming hour or so here on this episode, but oh, we got a lot right. to talk no, about. Get into that, that right? So. Yeah, we got a lot to get into that later. Um, yeah. So then another thing, so with the whole Bud Light controversy and all this stuff going on, numbers have been skyrocketing for Miller Light and Coors Light, as I can attest. And then, uh, so this quarter two reports just came out, and then Miller Light has upended Bud Light on premise in quarter two at high volume venues. So, oh. at venues where they're shared, Miller Light's been number one. Number two is Mick Ultra, number three Coors Light, and then number four Bud Light. So Gosh, the king man. of beers is no longer the king of beers. That's crazy, wow. man. Isn't it crazy how one move can just change the and course? I was talking about this with uh, in a group chat with buddies. Like they're trying so hard to rekindle that they're, flame. Like they were, they have Zach Brown Band now commercial. Yeah. Uh, WWE's pushing them. It's once you you know single out your uh, your market like that, it's tough to recover. From I know, that. and it was such a minute market that they were trying to go after and sure. try to grab and stuff like that so i can see why they would want to do it but at the same time your market is america and yeah. they kind of just you segregated them and stuff like that and then they're going after like the harley davison people like they're trying to get bikers and stuff and now they're doing like military veteran things and mm -hmm. a bunch of different kind of stuff but i mean the bleeding is already it's already done so yeah that's damn that that's gonna that's not an overnight flip for those guys no, that's gonna, no, they're they, gonna, they're they gonna probably cost damage them oh dude almost as much and what well maybe not in what they lost in revenue but no. it's gonna cost them a good chunk of money to promote and get it you know paying royalties to these celebrities yeah. like zach brown and 
you know, and those kind of people just to put their face of the product and to, it might take a few years to get that curve to come back. Yeah, I'll tell you what, I seen a great TikTok video though. This guy, is a, I think he's a Spanish guy, right? So he's taste testing all these beers. He sips a Budweiser. I'm mean, actually good goddamn beer right there. That is America right there. <laughs> sips a Modelo, starts feeding. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he sips a Bud Light. He's like, oh my God. <laughs> I see another TikTok the other day. It was like uh, four buddies sitting around at the table or something there talking about it. And this guy got everybody beers and he mm -hmm. wrapped them in this wrap that wasn't Bud Light. And this dude unwraps it and it's a Bud Light. <laughs> <laughs> so then he starts chastising them and then they start going into like this shop at Target, the shop at Coles, <laughs> and all this other stuff. So it was, it was yeah. hilarious. There's so many jokes out there about it. But I mean, the data speaks for itself. I mean, there's. Sure. Just, I mean, there's in blue collar areas and stuff where I work, there's places that used to sell three to 400 weeks of beer, like combined total mm -hmm. cases from uh, the Earl, the Anheuser-Busch distributor and stuff like that. And I mean, it's flip-flopped to 50-50, if not 60-40 us. I wow. mean, it's just absolutely absurd, the amount yeah. of beer that has flip-flopped. That's so, good for you. Good for us, yeah. yeah. A lot more work that we did not expect to uh, have to do from something that happened overnight. So yeah. it's pretty pretty crazy, to do, say the least. Do more with less no matter what, yeah, right? Yep, nope, no question. And then uh, the last thing, did you guys see that uh, thing that happened last week with uh, Ed Sheeran out there at the concert? Yeah. Yeah, M &M made came out there. yeah. Two songs, was it, or something like that? Two Miguel? songs, yeah. No, uh, Ed Sheeran said it was the most hype crowd that he's ever seen in Here uh, Detroit. his history. Yep, when Eminem came out, it was just pretty crazy. I seen the video. And stuff like that. I'm gonna, no, I mean, I'm gonna look yeah. that up. Yeah, what, it was what, nuts. He did. Uh, they did stand collaboration and lose yourself. So and, and yeah. Sharon did the stand, apart, the Dido part. Yeah, he was just doing acoustic, doing it, and then all of a sudden Eminem just comes out and starts spitting. So it was That's pretty. Wow. It was crazy. Yeah. So it was his first, I think, like actual concert appearance since 2017 when he did with Drake. Yeah. And then before yeah. that, he only did like that concert with uh Rihanna. went to it at Comerica Park, right? Oh, when he did Jay-Z, uh, yeah. Jay-Z yeah. and no, I heard the stadium like the, the it was moving. Yeah, yeah everyone people. said it was like Ed Sheeran said it was the most hype crowd he's ever been into with a concert venue. So but yeah. that's Detroit, man. I think part of it cuz they so had they happened to, if you remember they had a uh, they had a preseason Lions game back with when Eminem and Rihanna and as we were coming out of Ford Field that night that mm -hmm. uh, you could hear the uh Eminem Rihanna concert going yeah. on, and they just started doing runs with the monster as we we come out. Yeah, and you know how if you walk if you're walking down Brush Street there, you could walk right up to the fence. Oh yeah. Well, you couldn't do that. They had it fenced off oh, like fifty off. feet. Yeah. yeah, you couldn't get within fifty feet. It's the only place you could get into the state, get to the stadium, and look inside was right at the very front gates, but you couldn't see anything because the stage was off to the side. Yeah, but I'll every place what. that you could see it for free. Was like there was a barrier keeping you fifty feet away from yeah, Detroit. The tarp. Metro Times just they posted a um, something on Instagram about Detroit was nominated the best music city in the world. Oh, dude, concert so, venues are insane here. Like I, we were we've been going to a couple concerts and stuff like that, and we're looking at future ones. And like every singer, every single concert like in Michigan is just more pricey than any mm -hmm. other state. Oh, absolutely, it's, it's, it's one of the most important music states. In the United States of America, it's one of the important music states there is. Oh, it, well, it, look at the history. Yeah. You know, we've talked about it's all crazy. this. That there's so much, and a lot of, uh, you know, I think it was Journey, Bob Seger. There's been a lot of classic rock guys 
Alice Cooper. Alice Cooper have done their live albums right here in Detroit, and those have been out for years, of course. Of but mm -hmm. this is this is you know this. Why didn't we have the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame? I don't understand that. Yeah, it's in Canton, yeah, Ohio. We got a waterfront. Yeah. We could have built something like that instead of Cleveland. I know. Makes doesn't sense. make any sense at all. I did see something at uh, at the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame when Eminem got in. That I thought was pretty cool. They were showing some of the fans. I see that signed. It was pretty cool. And I was being I'm from that those streets, and it said. Uh, from Nine Mile and Van Dyke to the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Not nice. too shabby, Shady. Mm -hmm. I yeah. thought that was pretty awesome. Pretty sweet. Yeah. There's a lot of history here in Detroit. Oh, yeah. No question. Do you have so. anything else there, Miguel? Nope. That's it. So I got one more thing. Uh, I've seen this thing. Uh, this was a, a video that I've seen. Who's your boy from The Sopranos? Was it Paulie? Oh, it's Big Puss. So Big, Big Puss was talking to uh, Rogan on his podcast, and uh, he asked, he was asked about ranch dressing. So let's take a listen to this. You're talking about ranch i don't know how people can eat ranch I'm like when i go to a place and i say oh you have wings and they say it comes with ranch i get up and leave even if i don't get the wings because if you're going to serve wings or ranch i don't want to do business with you i don't want to do business with you i'm very easy i'm very fucking easy so wings must be done with blue cheese blue cheese yeah like the way they invented in buffalo new york if you're gonna do something original, do it original you're going to show up with that ranch that smells like somebody's ass. It was They're saying that ranch. ranch is starting to replace ketchup. Yeah, that's good. Oh, if you're ways. a fucking hillbilly and you want to taste the ass in your mouth, don't fucking that. I hate that fucking ranch shit. Don't put it close to me. Don't put it around me. It's either blue cheese with wings or go fuck your mother. That's the next shirt. All right, please. That's your boy right there. That's Big Bush. Big Shout Bush. out to Bush. Oh, that guy rocks. I got to disagree with Bush, though, man. I, I do like my ranch. Me like, too. I hate blue cheese. When you, go, like, when you go out of town, like people look at you like you're crazy when you ask for ranch with pizza and different things like that. I, th I don't know if it's a Michigan thing or not. It but must be. I think people, we've gone to like different Boston, New York, and different places. I'm no not as traveled as you yeah, are. No, no one gives you ranch with pizza when you ask for it. They look yeah. at you like you're stupid. So right. it's I don't know if it's a Michigan thing, but it has to be because I, I mean, when you get Jets, you got to get the ranch. Mm -hmm. man. You it have to. Jets ranch is the best. Wait a minute. So good. You said that you and you and Bree went to a wedding that had you know some weddings have a chocolate fountain so you could dip your strawberries and stuff. Did you not go to a wedding that had a ranch fountain? Was uh, that you? No, it was not us. But it was they had a. Uh, like a French fry bar, and they had like cheese. Oh, it might have been. Yeah, I think they had a ranch fountain and cheese a fountain. It's a mm. real thing. It, the ranch fountain is real. I'm pretty positive. I yeah. actually have one of my accounts that orders a ton of ranch, and it's it's a it's a banquet hall. Literally a ton. Uh, well, a lot, <laughs> and, and it's for. And I'm like, holy shit! I'm like, I'm like, Tony, why are you ordering all this stuff? All I mean, how many is? He goes, well, you know, some people want that ranch fountain, and it's real. Yeah, no, he's got. Yeah. It looks mm -hmm. like a clamshell, and it's got like a little fountain that comes down and. I mean, you just get a ladle and get it out of there. Yeah, ranch is fire, man. We wonder why we got so much I'm diabetes. Italian dressing. <laughs> it's kind of crazy, man. I'm an Italian dressing guy myself. There you Absolutely. go. Absolutely. Okay. So, all right, guys, good job. We're going to take a quick pause, and we'll be back with the fives of the week. Some say I don't play with a full deck, but at least I play the game. You understand? And now, our feature presentation. All right, boys, it is now time for the fives of the week, as always, brought to you by 24th Street Pizza and Oscar's Barbershop. So today we're doing our Mount Rushmore with the four main sports and then one wild card. So it could be anything. 
Um, so with that being said, what not and what have you, I'm going to start it off. We'll kick it around with the football. The best, the greatest football player ever, in your opinion, not necessarily your favorite. Right. Okay. So for me, it's without a shadow of a doubt, it's the GOAT Tom Brady. I have a feeling like a lot of us may share that tonight. Yeah, I think we're going to share some. See, I Rebels, do not. Oh, it's not your turn yet. Hold on. <laughs> I'm going I'm to explain myself, okay? Because the quarterback position, especially in the NFL, um, is the hardest position to play. You have to be a leader, okay? You have to orchestrate the offense. You have to be a coach on the field all the time, okay? You're, you're responsible if anything goes wrong out there. Um, and not only that, I feel like he's great because – when the opportunity arose, he took it, man, and ran with it. Yes, people are going to say, oh, he had Bill Belichick, but it's also the flip side, too. Is Belichick that great without Tom Brady? Well, jury's still out, but in my opinion, I think you look at the longevity, the body of work, winning with two different teams, the stats, you know, the supporting cast he's had over the years, you know, is debatable at how mm -hmm. great they really were. They were always great teams, you know what I'm saying? Like, not always superstars. In the year he did have superstars, they won all those regular season games, two playoff games, and lost in the Super Bowl. He's won with less. You know what I'm saying? So for me, when I look at it, the totality of work, for me, it's undebatable, and it's Tom Brady. He's also lost with more. How many times, though? Three. I mean... Super Bowls. Who else has been to that many Super Bowls? Right. Terrible. So that doesn't really make, that doesn't coincide. After I said it, you know, you're, you're having something fall out of your mouth and you're like, man, I wish I could put that back in well, there. Seven Super Bowls, man. Right. It's more than. He's lost three, right? Am I saying that right? 80%, 90% of the NFL. Yeah, there's guys. Yeah. yeah, three of them, right? Twice to the Giants and then once to Philly. Yeah, yeah. so three. Yeah, three. Yeah, so a 10 Super Bowl appearances, seven victories, seven and three. <laughs> I respect <laughs> this. I, in football, we're talking. This ain't, you know what I'm saying? Like, that's tough to do. I just don't, I don't think it'll guy, ever be done. Hmm. The guy, he's a different dude. Yeah, but I think all the great ones are. Yeah. In some, at, to some degree. It's just a crazy thing to think because what are we going on? Super Bowl what this year? Is it 53? That's a good question. Is it 55 coming up or something like it that? It might be 55. 54 or 55, I think. You just got to think about it. We got to fact check that. When one of us is talking, we got to fact check The it. span of the NFL, like I know there was NFL championships championships and stuff but the super bowl area era tom mm -hmm. era, yeah. area tom brady area. tom brady's been to <laughs> 10 10 of them 10 of That's, those put some respect on my name almost about 20 percent of super bowls tom brady has been a part of which yeah. is insane and i guess you know for a big part of his career i was always rooting against him because it's like he was kind of like even though he was a michigan man it was still, evil empire was yeah. the patriots mm -hmm. right because you're yep. tired of seeing him win um the scandals all this other stuff deflate gay which i thought was stupid anyway but you know stupid you want, that it happened or stupid that he was involved in it both <laughs> i mean i get it it gives you a slight advantage but is it that big of a deal in the grand scheme of things i don't know mm -hmm. you still got to go out there and play the game man mm -hmm. give a shit you're playing with a tennis ball right so, I, I, that's why I didn't understand it either, really. Yeah. So it's it's tough for me. It's it's a tough argument. I'm curious to see who everybody else thinks, but uh, yeah, for me, it's it's the goat. Yeah, that's mine too. I share that with you. I mean, I may not have liked him or anything like that, sure. really, but the dude was the greatest. I yeah. mean, I mean he made my son cry when he won the Super Bowl against Atlanta. <laughs> <laughs> he disliked Tom Brady so much that, that this is that that's greatness, man. When sorry. athletes make you feel something, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, it's, they're so impactful. I'm man. sorry, but that, that game, Atlanta had it in the bag. 
I mean, what a meltdown that it's was. Biggest blunder, I probably would say. What a meltdown. Well, and he had help. Don't get me wrong. Bad coaching decisions. You know, you're passing. I think it was third and one when yeah, Shanahan right. tried to throw a pass. They're in field goal range to get ahead by two scores. What is he doing? My favorite part of that, though, was when you seen the owner of the Atlanta Falcons. He's on the field already. He's already hugging people. I thought that was great. Yeah, no, that was was crazy. Arthur Blank was tickled pink right there. Yes. Mm -hmm. Brady broke his heart. Yep. Nah. Yeah. He's a goat. And you guys, have you guys started watching that? uh, That quarterback thing on Netflix. My brother just told me about that. I got to check it out. No, I haven't. I got done with the first episode, and it basically just dives right in it goes a little bit personal life but like everything about it just the leadership quality just the game manager i mean they're the spark on the field that's mm-hmm. like everything about it already shows that to you. even like a guy like kirk cousins like he looks like a dull individual he's always joke about him he's a dad and mm-hmm. this and that and the guy just just is football football he goes in there early does his homework all this and that and the guy's just a leader on the field and all that i mean you yeah. got you have to be being a quarterback is special like, it is a special talent to be a quarterback in the NFL. And you look at everything he's done. We talk about maybe being an odd cat, but how he's taken care of his body and, mm-hmm. and he's evolved. You know, you look at his combine pitch and you're like, this guy's an NFL quarterback? Like, no way. But, you know, he put himself in a position where he ate right. He was able to recover and yep. he all missed that one season. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, the team still had, what, a decent year. We got had 10 wins. But yep. um, you saw they couldn't get to that next level without him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They haven't necessarily been the same without him now. Yep. Oh, for sure. So Super Bowl uh, 50, it's going to be the 58th Super Bowl. 58. February okay. 11th, 2024 okay. in Las Vegas. Okay. So 58. Close. All right. So B, who do you got? Well, I mean, I'm going to join the majority here. It's going to be Brady. Um, to me, it was a no-brainer. Uh, you know, like you said, notable seven Super Bowl. <laughs> first time, I mean, that's ever happened. Five-time Super Bowl MVP, first time that's ever happened. Three-time MVP, three-time first-team All-Pro three-time second-team All-Pro. And this guy just multiple records, Pro Bowls, Super Bowl playoffs. He was just, well, I think, a once-in-a-lifetime kind of guy. I mean, you're going to see some people. I mean, I think Patrick Mahomes may be your, your next, you know, Patrick, icon of the yeah, NFL. He's the next guy. I mean, he's the next man up. But Brady sustained 22 years in, in the NFL. That's very difficult. I mean, you just don't find mm-hmm. – Careers go that long. I mean, some of the greats have lasted, uh, you know, maybe 10, 15 years, but God, man, that's a long career. And the passion burned in him, too. Yeah. In the last season, that dude just was football, football, football. And I did have to tip my hat to him when he immediately left a place and immediately won a Super Bowl someplace else. Mm -hmm. That had to be like the ultimate fuck you to (laughs) match the Lions, too. That sucked. Matthew <laughs> Stafford yeah. going to the Rams. Yeah. Well, but at the same time, it was done a little more respectful with Matthew Stafford and the Lions. The Lions understood they weren't in a position. Matthew Stafford was like, hey, I want to go. They respected the decision. It was love when he left. It was love when he that, – that wasn't the case with New England and uh, Tom Brady. Well, no, you heard for, I think, quite a few seasons before there was trouble underneath right, the right. service. And they but... left with controversy. Matthew Stafford and Troy Lions parted ways as friends, and they wished them the best and were rooting for him. That wasn't the case with uh, – Belichick no, there was some Brady. turmoil there, but you look at everything he sacrificed. I mean, basically gave up, you know, sacrificed his family for the love of the game because he's that much of a competitor. I don't know. I'm not in, you know, their life, so I don't yeah. know to a T. But from the outside, you know, she thought he was done, and he loved the game so much he wanted to go, come back and try to run it back. Just some sad um, injuries and stuff like that that yeah. hampered him a little bit. But, right. I mean, they were, they were in playoffs and stuff like that this past year. But. Yeah. 
that team was definitely Tampa Bay wasn't going anywhere. No. So he made the right decision this year. Mm-hmm, 100%. So now we got C Rebel. Rebel Dem, you go ahead and make the argument. My greatest football player of all time. It's gonna, I'm going to seem like a homer here, but it'll always be my answer. And my my greatest football player of all time is Barry Sanders. I'm not mad at it. I, I mean, I mean, just I mean, the stats. I mean, most most consecutive seasons with 100 yard games. Most consecutive seasons with 150 plus yard games. Most consecutive uh, games in a row with 150 plus yards. He's still to this day. How long has he been on football? He still owns 10 NFL records. I don't think anybody's ever going to break most most consecutive. 150 yard games in a row. It's impressive. He's so much fun to watch. And the biggest thing that pisses me off to this day when somebody tries to compare Emmett Smith to Barry Sanders, everybody does that. I'm like, fuck you. Barry Sanders was five times a running back that Emmett Smith was. It took Emmett Smith five years after Barry Sanders retired just to even try to catch him. If Barry would have played 17 seasons, no one would have ever caught him. No. He'd have been 30,000 yards he could have been. This guy would have been the limit for him. Well, if you look at if Barry was on the Dallas Cowboys, per se, how much longer could if he I, well, I can't even allow myself to entertain that. And, but even with that I mean, skill set here in Detroit, like the, the Cowboys were low. I actually think he wouldn't have been as good because it, the effort level wouldn't have had to be there. I, Barry mm. was a competitor, though. I yeah. mean, right. And I, I just don't think that. Him. It sucks. But I've seen highlights, and that dude made something out of nothing every he damn play. He knew he had right. to do that. If he would have been in Dallas, would he have to, had to do that every single play like he did in Detroit? Oh, dude, he would have had. He would have hit the hole all the time. He would have been gone in the races. Yeah. But with uh, with with Detroit here with it, he knew coming in every week. I'm the guy. If I don't do anything, we ain't going nowhere. You know what I mean? So I, he wouldn't have had to have that kind of pressure on him and he he rose to the occasion of the pressure barry sanders that's what i liked i liked about barry sanders he was the greatest i ever saw respect to tom brady but that that's my football player is barry sanders the greatest i ever seen i'm not mad at that at all because i mean barry would probably be in my top three i would say probably jerry rice and then barry sanders uh, barry's my favorite of all time mm-hmm. um but you're talking greatest you know you look at you got to look at the longevity of how long someone actually did it it's not hypothetical. And I would have liked to see Barry play more. And I think he still could have for a long time, like you said. Mm-hmm. But he didn't. Yep. Right? So He had 25 consecutive games where he ran for over 150 yards. No one, That's probably never going to be broken ever again. That's one of them. That's one of the records are going to stand the test of time. Absolutely. I love the pick, actually. You know, and it's yeah, a little home cooking, but it is it's, a little it's home a cooking. But I, I mean, I, I, I badly believe that. If I was a Falcons fan, I would still badly believe that. You right over there? Yeah, we're good. All right, so good job on the football. So I guess we'll move over to baseball. Baseball. This one might be a little surprising, um, but I remember being kind of mesmerized as a kid, seeing all the home runs and whatnot. And you look at it, again longevity, and for me, it's Barry Bonds. Jesus, I know. share the same list. You like Barry too? Okay. Barry's my favorite player of all time, man. Bonds. Barry Bonds, man. All day long, left-handed power hitter, dude. It doesn't matter. It don't matter. It, it, it don't matter if you juice it. It does matter. You gotta have the hand, hand eye coordination, the eye, like everything about. You gotta be able to hit a baseball. Still, doesn't mean that. You can juice. Yeah, you're gonna hit home runs. This is the best era of baseball in the history. I've heard of people sports. make that argument yes. before. I've heard people make that argument before, and here's my rebuttal to that. Okay, there was Barry Bonds before that, and there's Barry Bonds after that. Barry and Bonds you can, you can make the distinct personality between a lot yeah. of baseball players. Jose can say another one. There was Jose before he got on the juice. 
Jose after he got on the juice. All right, you look at baseball. Yeah, it's America's pastime and all this stuff. It's a dying brand. The best times of sports were home runs. You had the juice ball era just recently. They had to axe that because people were complaining about the juice ball. The steroid era, they had to put a cap onto that because people were saying stuff. The best eras of baseball were when home runs are being hit. It doesn't matter who they are. You got to still be able to hit a baseball. You have to hit a baseball. So you would allow steroids in the game of baseball? I mean, I wouldn't say it's a thing like that. I mean, steroids was a fun time. They allowed it back then. Best best baseball era in time. You're talking 22 years of longevity, though. And it's not like, yeah, obviously that era, stats are inflated. But even before then, I mean, dude was still a beast. Started with Pittsburgh and then all those years in San Fran. I mean... That is still the hardest thing in sports to hit a 90-so-mile-per-hour fastball. I'm sorry. You step in the box, you face 95. When you see 95 in the box, you have no time to react. I've seen 95 before standing in the box. It's it's not easy. Barry Lamar Bonds. Put it down, C-Rebel. Top you. Put some respect on my name. Top you. Who are you going to pick? Fucking someone that you never even seen play? Babe Ruth's the easy answer, right? Babe Ruth is not the greatest baseball player I've ever lived. But that's so far, you know, the game evolves like every but decade. You said Mount Rushmore, greatest baseball player of all time. Okay, so that's where mine should be greatly different from yours. Well, it's not my turn mean? yet, but. What do you mean by that, though? Because we're, we're doing a sports Mount Rushmore, so it's the single greatest baseball player of all time. Absolutely. And being sports Mount Rushmore, my pick, when, when it comes up, hmm. he did everything. That you said your boy did without the juice and has records to this day. Right. Knock on wood if you're with me. I got a couple. I know who you might be picking, so we'll we'll see when you get there. And there's a few like I would totally be okay. Yeah, yeah. I understand that. But that. None of the juice and none of the royalty did all that. Okay. This one was pretty easy. I thought about it for about a millisecond, and I already knew my answer. Like, <laughs> Same. I could have a list of one through five, and there might be like a one B and a one C, but it's. Barry all right, yeah. There's a couple of names. I agree with that statement. There's a couple of names. Right. You to, can jungle right. them, but it's just Barry's. Barry's always been my favorite player. Yeah, so my entire life. I guess does he belong in the conversation at least? Even though you disagree with my, right. our pick, I'm thinking of a guy. No. I, I'm thinking well, I, 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 a lot of those guys don't, and I loved a lot of those guys like Jose Canseco. No longer belongs in it, or at least with an asterisk next to it. All right, so well, my one Sammy B, was slamming Sammy. I love Sammy Sosa. My 1B, 1C was Albert Pujols, Ken Griffey Jr. 1B, 1C right there. Uh, my, I, I, I can, I can understand the argument. I don't agree with it completely. Yeah, no, but I completely sure. understand that argument. That's why it's all of our opinions, right? Right, absolutely. <laughs> but I can, you, can make a legitimate, you can make a legitimate non-steroid argument about that. Good. Yeah, but... No denying you cannot, it. You cannot make a non-steroid argument with Barry Bonds. That's where I have to separate the two. You can't. But it's like, so you, so he wasn't on steroids every single season. It's like it's different as National League American League. It's different as talent. The dude had the... Some no, of the, he had some talent, but his talent... Some talent? <laughs> Chaz, this is a conversation, just so you know. Come on, man. He had some talent, <laughs> I love but there was a defined line before Barry Bonds got on the roids and then after he got on the roids. How does it feel to be so fierce? But it doesn't mean he was on it all those years. No, he wasn't. He was only on it the years he blew up. And went crazy and started out smacking home runs. He was always a power hitter, though. He was always a power hitter, but then his power hitting went to another level all of a sudden. With a bunch of people because that was the whole thing. Like, PDs was on fire. It's a trajectory. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. You're right. And that was that, that was that whole era, and I'm not a fan of the era. And I used, and that's kind of an oxymoron. I'm not a fan of the era because I was just like you guys, watching with amazement until I found out later. Okay. Then I lost a lot of respect for the, the era. Career, he started his career at 21 in the MLB. 
your yeah. career peaks at about 25 or 26. Mm. He st- he hit his stride at 26 with Pittsburgh. And then from then on, he just ascended. Yeah, yeah. he might have done steroids and stuff, but his talent was always there. Right. That, he, won that, a, he won MVP with Pittsburgh. If he would have stayed in Pittsburgh, he probably wouldn't. He would have won all those MVPs, too. I mean... And that aspect, I disagree only because the Pickford franchise, not not to bury what been good back then, but the, the Pickford franchise, a lot of the Detroit Tiger franchise. San they can bring Fran a player down. Yeah, San and, Fran didn't win anything either. Yeah. No, no, they didn't. They didn't. They lost in the World so Series. That's a new play. But they, they, have, they don't have a history of literally destroying players where Detroit Tigers have ruined careers. Well, here it is, guys. Let's take a listen to it. Deals. And Barnes hits one high. It's a deep. Remember that. Whose record did he break? Come on. You don't need to go about that. Mm-hmm. Simple answer. In this room, you'd be a lot amazed on how many people would does not know that. I don't know it. Hank Aaron, Babe Ruth. Who was on? Who was on? Who, how many people were on base when? Uh, when Hank Aaron hit the home run. What is turned into a trivia podcast? Oh, I, <laughs> I can tell you everything about it. I remember I, that home run, man. He threw his arms up in the air. Yeah. Dead center field. It's amazing. And he threw him up like he didn't care. The two fans no. came right on running out of the field and he shook. It could have been an ugly moment because he was a black guy, they said, and they were shaking his hand and hugging him. And it turned into a great moment. Guy doesn't like this guy, but he knows all about you it. Know, that's how you know it's memorable. Again, yeah. the greats have that effect. Dale, Dale Evans was on first base when he hit the home run. I heard C Rebel was in attendance. Ooh. Grandmaster B, over to you. Well, you guys, you guys kind of pissed on my Cheerios here, but I picked Babe Ruth, and that was only because if if you look at raw numbers, just the numbers, right? And I know this is an old time guy. Obviously played <clears throat> with the Boston Red Sox, New York Yankees, uh Boston Braves in 1935 as a hitter. Uh, with those, uh, with Boston, he hit 342 with the Yankees, 474, 690 for the, uh, what was this, the Boston Braves? I guess that was a team back way back in the day, but 714 home runs, 2,214 RBIs, 2,873 hits, which seems dismal compared to some of the hitters now. But think about it. They didn't have these like. It was a complete different era. It, it was a different era. And so it was done with basically a two by four. I mean, it, carved into a bat you know yeah. so these guys didn't have like the athleticism that they have maybe now these guys were smoking cigarettes in a dugout like jim leland yeah. and still playing <laughs> baseball so much respect to you know i mean it's babe ruth i mean i wasn't around obviously when that guy was here but just for the numbers icon yeah. and uh, a positional player and pitcher so that's pretty amazing you know and who knows we could be talking about shohei being the best ever two-way player come, yeah come right. a point in time he's one of the I, honestly i mean there's been nobody like him no. in history. I mean, Babe Ruth did it a little bit, but yeah, who? there's been one. Babe Ruth, yeah, there's been one. Well, I'm saying like nobody else, like from him, like as a pitcher, longevity of being a pitcher, Shohei is, could be the best pitcher in the MLB. Oh, oh, yeah. I'm saying he's like that. Why? Yeah, yeah, he's amazing. The dude's phenomenal. So I'm, I can't wait to see like what his career turns into. I know. Just wish he would have came over here a little bit sooner just to see those stats. Just like Etrio, too. I mean, dude, Etrio came over here at 3,000 hits and, like, just crazy. Still one of the best, probably the best slap hitter I've ever seen. Insane. The bat-to-ball contact skills are just crazy. It was fun to watch. We were blessed with many great athletes Mm -hmm. in our time. Yep. Pleased with that. All right, um, see you, Rebel. Let's see it. Tell me. Mine, baseball, I I think it's undoubtedly um, Ty Cobb. 
best basketball player ever had, and all his numbers back it up. The everything you just said, everything you guys <laughs> just said, he's got all the numbers you guys just spoke, and he's got better numbers other than the home runs. So is this a Detroit Mount Rushmore? No, it's not. It's it's not. It just happens to be. <laughs> happens to be. Look at look it up. Babe Ruth himself said that Ty Cobb was the greatest baseball player I've ever seen. Hmm. It was a direct quote. He said, make no mistake about it, boys. I'd never seen a guy that could hit, run, and boy, could that guy run better than me. Yeah, I guess I, guess I used to hit him pretty far back in the day, but I couldn't hit like Ty. Ty could hit, he could run, he could anticipate, and boy, could that boy run. Hmm. That's a direct quote from Babe Ruth. He had a career of 366 batting average. It still stands to this day as the greatest overall career batting average of all time. And his last game he played was in, 19, was in 1928. And so from 1928, nobody has better, had a better career batting average. He was a triple crown winner in 1909. He was a six. He was a six-time stolen base leader. He had the all-time stolen base all the way until 1993, when when he got beat by Ricky Henderson with a, a stat that held for over 100 years. And to this day, that long, and he still holds stats. Everybody in his era considered him the greatest baseball player of all that time. That is pretty amazing. I just think you know. It's also generational too, because the game evolves so much. That's why these debates are so great because there's so many good arguments. Yeah. You know, well, that's that's what made Ty Cobb so great because he played in what was called the dead ball era. You know what I mean? So for him to have that kind of and, career batting average, you know what I mean? That still makes it most amazing. What they always say about that era too, back in the day, um, is that like the pitchers. I mean, that the athletes now that they have, like mm. their specimens. Like back then, these were just normal Joes, right? Who right. worked a normal job during the off season but played baseball. So like, sure. These guys, what they always say is like these guys weren't flamethrowers. These guys were throwing uh, to be a stud pitcher, throwing like 85, 90, which is nothing of anything like super crazy. But I mean, a, the game was a little bit easier in a sense, maybe back mm-hmm. then with that kind of stuff. Mean now, you guys got guys on the regular throwing a hundred, and it's insane. And this is one guy I believe no matter what era of baseball you you take Ty Cobb and his prime, it doesn't matter what era you put him in today. He comes out in his prime. He's gonna be the best play, uh, baseball player. It'd be of all cool time. to see any kind of guy flip flop generations, yeah, and time be. frames and stuff, just to see what they could do. But I mean, that's like you were saying. That's the best thing about the debate is you can say this guy was the best, this guy was the best. They just were all in different eras, different time periods, different everything. That's what makes sports just can never just say one thing. You always got it options. Absolutely. And so, I didn't know that Ty Cobb was going to be my favorite until I started doing research. And I started doing some of the research on him. And he gets a bad rap because I guess he had a lot of off well, the field antics. Well, they said he was kind of a jackass and stuff like that. But I mean, the dude was a baller. So. I mean, yeah. In my opinion, he's the greatest baseball player who's ever lived. And any era you put him in, he'd be the greatest baseball player that ever lived. Just based on what he did. Especially he was playing like a today's new player back then. All right, so some differentiating, uh, differentiating opinions there. I love it. Uh, all great picks. So uh, over to hockey. So this is another no-brainer We're probably for me. Probably going to share on this one. Uh, for me, my pick is Wayne Gretzky. I think he's just. I mean, offensively, you look at all his numbers, what he was able to do, Ridiculous. the Stanley Cups. I mean, the All-Star appearances. You know, the great one. He got that name for a reason, right? He was just a lot of fun to watch, lightning quick. Stick handling was out of this world. You know, I think he has the most assists, too. Oh, yeah. Yeah, he does. Um, By far. Yeah. 1,963 assists. It's crazy. You know, I was just, I'm just glad I got to see him watch and, or watch him play. Um, And a close second for me was going to be Mario Lemieux, because I think he was awesome, too. But Wayne is just, he's the guy, the great one. 
I just don't think it's it's very debatable. But yeah. when you talk about a Mount Rushmore of hockey players, I think he's he's the face of NHL for life. Yeah, you know, mm-hmm. no, that was mine too. I mean, can't argue with that one. That's no. a great pick. My, I mean, I always like whenever I do this kind of stuff. I I don't like to go super far back in time. I just mm-hmm. like to kind of pick the players that I kind of grew up watching or generational and like my time frame and stuff. So Wayne was at the super tail end of his career, and I was super young. So yeah. I mean, I don't really remember too much of him, but I mean, a close second for me, just a guy I've seen growing up is Ovechkin. Nice. Alex Ovechkin. I mean, he was right there for me underneath just of somebody. I mean, the dude is just one of the best all-time goal scorers. You could make the, the argument for Ovechkin. The you, 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 NHL. Yeah. I would just, I would kind of disagree, but I completely yeah, would understand no, the exactly. argument. exactly. And like, there's, like I said, like Mario Lemieux, Yamari Yagers, Mark Messier's, all these guys growing up. I, I didn't really watch him play. But I know of them. They're all super, super generational talents and stuff. But I just, a guy growing up for me that just kind of stood out for sure that was a close second is Ovechkin. Yeah. Messier used to crack me off. Every, everything he said would end in, and, uh, and, uh, yeah, it's yeah, a great yeah. club, and, uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, I remember, man, watching Wayne Hockey Night in Canada, Don Cherry. Remember that, B? Oh, heck yeah, man. I love Don Cherry. He's great. Loved it, man. Uh, Barry Melrose on ESPN. Melrose, Barry, yeah. Barry Payne. Barry. Who's the other guy? Barry Melrose. Hey, you stars! Mm-hmm. I used to love why. That was, to me, yeah. That's we talked about hockey, what, a couple weeks ago, man. It's just, yeah. I miss that. It we need to great. get a good hockey team again. Well, and we were we were blessed. We were spoiled with hockey because oh, God, yeah. I, I wouldn't say we have one of the greatest players of all time, but we have one of the greatest teams. And I think that that team is overlooked them for some reason in a lot of eras. They won, what, four Stanley Cups in six years? Mm. And I, I, that's the closest thing Detroit ever had to a dynasty. Yeah. Solid. Very good. Uh, so on to me here, Philly. Yep. So um, Wayne Gretzky definitely was right there. And I, I seen his whole entire career. So did I. But then again. Congratulations. <laughs> thanks, We're saying yeah, our thanks, age here. <laughs> Gordie Howe broke into the NHL with the Detroit Red Wings back in 1946, mm. right? So after 32 professional seasons and even skating along, four. alongside his sons, Marty and Mark, the right winger played his last game in 1980, which doesn't seem too far away. But Mr. Hockey spent 25 years here in Detroit, winning six league MVPs, six scoring titles, four Stanley Cup championships. He became the an author of a book called The Hat Trick. This guy's stats were just off the charts, man. Uh, 40, I mean, he's just one of these guys. He had, uh, he's just like a guy that if you look back at that era of hockey, no helmets, even the goalies didn't even wear those. Right, that's so those crazy. Goalie mask, like they look like Darth Vader now. You see some Chaz, of can old... you give us a little Darth Vader in the mic? Search <laughs> <laughs> <Sergio> your feelings. Search <laughs> your feelings. Put on a helmet. I, I think back to that era, though. Honest to God, the, to me, that was like such a cool thing to see. And Man, he was like a he was like a hard hitter, man, but the nicest guy off the ice, right? And so when I think of like the greatest, I, I have to go with them. I'm gonna be a hometown homer. I'm gonna say Gordy. No, there's nothing wrong with that. I, I love Wayne Gretzky. I like the picks of the other yeah. guys you mentioned. These were all very, very they could be number ones in anybody's mind. Sure. You know, but uh, it's hard to pick when you gotta just kind of yeah, level in on it. Yeah. So yeah, I'm gonna take Gordy Howe for my hockey pick. That would have been a close three for me, but I, I respect the shit out of him, man. I love it. Uh, right. With all due respect, I have to give a stat correction to Grandmaster B. No. That right, go go his, ahead, Minnie Madden. Go ahead. That wasn't his last game. His last game 
was I believe it was Wait. in. We're out of time with you. <laughs> you believe or you know? I know. Don't okay. correct somebody unless no, you know for I know. sure. I know for sure. Fact, okay. Fact checker. You can back fact here. check this. Yeah. You can fact check, check this if you want. He played a single shift for the Detroit Vipers. And I that believe doesn't it was, count, does it? Yes, it does. Did he have it a contract? Not, oh, I remember that. He yeah. played. He played he one right. shift with the Detroit Vipers. I believe it was in 1998. So because. Mr. Gretzky had beaten most of his records, and there was one record he wasn't going to beat. If he oh, going to ship, okay. he went. He, he would be would play at five different decades. Can I so, uh, stat correct, Mr. C. Rebel? Yes, I could be wrong in a year. Uh, now I got one for you too. So remember how you said Barry Sanders had twenty five consecutive games of one hundred and fifty yards? He had twenty five games all time of one hundred and fifty yards. <laughs> Ooh, busted. Yeah, you're right. I read, I, I read that wrong. Yeah. I got my notes on right. Yeah. Hey, you want to get high, man? That's how they do. They got wooden balls. I was listening to you say that. I'm like, that is impossible because he would have 150 yards every game for almost two seasons. Yeah. You know? So <laughs> I, I, I was just kind of swirling in my I, I wrote that in wrong and I read it wrong. It was most consecutive 100 yard Pickle games. Moment. He had the most right. 150 yard games in a career. Come on, back, man. Right? The boy my was pickled over there. I, I didn't mean to uh, throw you in a spot there, but that he did play one shift for the Detroit Vipers. And if you could look that up, I think, I believe it was 1996 or seven. And the reason why he said he did it because Wayne Gretzky had beaten all his records and it was one record he wasn't going to be able to beat to be able to play in five consecutive decades. Okay. So who do you got, Rebel? I shared with you guys. Yeah, I, I, know it's I went back and forth with this one. I Cordy Howe. But if I don't like Cordy Howe, my first two picks, I'd look like a total homer. But I do believe Wayne Gretzky, the numbers speak for themselves. You know, like I told you earlier, 1,963 assists. Uh, 894 total career goals, which both are still the all-time records to this day. All the Stanley Cups he won. He won four Stanley Cups. How do you argue that? It's tough. It's it's, it's not enough. And as much as I love Gordie Howe, I, I I did. I went back and forth on both of this. So I think we're all on point with that, right? There. I'm glad Gordie Howe made it to the table. At least Honestly, I could have flipped a coin on that, but right, I kind of had a feeling that some of these, um, I'm surprised no one else took Barry Sanders. No, I, I, that was one because I'm surprised nobody else took Gordy Howe. I was, I was glad he made the table. Yeah, somebody so picked there him. we go. He had to switch it up a little bit. So now we're moving on to. Oh wait, no, that was good. One. That, was, that was a good round there. That was a good round. Was. Yep, no, we're good. So uh, we're moving on to basketball. And for me, I've talked about this numerous times. We've had arguments about this. I know C Rebel, you're going to disagree, but here yes. I'm, I'm going to run some shit off Let for me you, buddy. And it's got to be my boy MJ. Of course, MJ is number one. Three in a row, left to play baseball, and came back to win three in a row again. Came back one more time. It was the oldest player to average 20 per game. Do you know that, C-Rebel? Yes, that's I a did. stat for you. <laughs> that's the all the, that's the, first, that dude's the first stat in MJ, man. I'm going to try to get through this. but uh, <laughs> Also, the, first, the oldest player to score 40-plus in a game. The GOAT, no question. Mind you, he never played in a Game 7 Finals game. Okay, so six times there. Got it done. It is true. Actually, I yeah. had to think about right, it. Shut okay. up and let me finish. Put some respect right. on my name. One Defensive Player shut of the up. Year award in 88. Five MVPs. Six Finals MVPs. And was named to the NBA 75th anniversary team. Okay. And he did it all with a smile on his face and a cigar in his mouth. So yes. So with that being said, you look at the transformation he made after playing the Pistons when he got his ass kicked for a couple seasons. Came back. 
just captivated the league, man. You know, endorsement deals, yada, yada, yada. Guy took the world by storm. I mentioned last week on the podcast that Adidas wanted him. He said, hey, can you come match this deal? They said no. The rest is history. You know, so what I'm talking about from a pure game performance level, he's unmatched. And I know people talk about Kobe and LeBron, and I, I love them as players both. You know, Kobe is a, he would be two for me, uh, and then LeBron next, but and there's so many others, so many other greats. But when you're talking the greatest in his body of work, to leave the game for a couple of years for whatever the reason may be, come back and win three more instantly and have that kind of impact on the team, you're not going to argue with me anybody else has done that. No. And I'm going to share it with you, man. It's going to make life easy. You said everything that I probably would have said and more. I'm going with yeah, – there's – what, who are you going to pick? Chachi Billups? <laughs> yeah, no. yeah. I know one Williams. guy that listens Vinnie to the Johnson, podcast. Mo- uh, Moose is going to be like, fucking shit. Yeah, I'm going Michael Jackson. Pickled moment. Pickled moment. I'm going. You got to go. I'm so you Jordan see Rebels like Darvin Ham. <laughs> <laughs> So John Barry, it is definitely with without a shadow of a doubt. It's gonna be. It's gotta be MJ. It's MJ, man. The guy, the guy did it all, and he's an icon, man. He is the face of basketball. Can't take anything away from your Kobe's or, you know, your Dr. J's and, and Larry Bird's and the guys that go back into yes. those eras. But MJ, man, when he came on the scene, he was it was a freak show, man. When he did that leap. I mean, that was just like like he was flying. Man. That's where Posterize was made. You know what I mean? That was like the biggest selling NBA poster of all time. You know what I mean? It's iconic. It's on a fucking shoe now. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, it's tough to tough to compete with. I think it's uncomparable, in my opinion. Yeah. No. So that's your measurement if you're on a shoe? Do you want me to really? If you were listening when I was going over all these fucking stats. <laughs> what is up, my bro, bro, my sugar friend? Sorry, I'm going off myself. <laughs> Oh gosh! I'm, I'm just adding the cherries on top. It's, it, it was good, man. You said it all, dude. That was a beautiful rundown. Miguel, you stats. B, you agree? hundred percent, bro. For me, you, uh, did you go yet? No, no. For me, Michael obviously in my mind was great. I didn't really get to watch him growing up as much. He was at the tail end of his career mm-hmm. and stuff like that. My guy, my I just Kobe Bryant's mine. I mean. The dude was a baller, too. I mean, you can't deny Michael's talent or anything like that. 6-0 and in the NBA Finals. Like you said, never been to Game 7. Dude was just dominant. If he would have never retired for those years, he would have been obviously the highest scored guy of all time. Dude was a defensive wizard at the same time. But Kobe, Kobe was just that kind of like that iconic guy for me. I mean, grew up watching him. Uh, him and Shaq back in the day with a duo. Then he comes back and he does it again with Paul Gasol and company and stuff like that. The guy... Just for me, he was my Michael Jordan growing up. So sure. I respect like you that. said, he was your second. Michael Jordan's yeah. my second. My third would be LeBron James, too. Mm-hmm. Like, we share the top three with each other. For sure. No denying LeBron's talent, but, I mean, kind of a different generation of basketball yeah. and stuff like that. Michael went in echelon, went from getting beat up, beat up on people, came back, did it again. Yeah, I feel like Kobe kind of did that same kind of thing. Like, he was out there, he did his thing, and, I mean... Fourth all-time leading scorer, five-time NBA champion, MVP, yeah. All-NBA, everything, too. So I almost feel like you can almost go Michael Kobe is like, in terms of basketball players, sure. some of the best 
talent ever. Yeah. To and you look at like body types too, and like type of players they were, like that killer mentality, mm-hmm. the Mamba mentality. Yeah. That's what I loved about Kobe. Like he was all basketball all yeah. the time, straight baller, killer mentality. Elevated his teammates. Mm-hmm. When in doubt, give Kobe the ball. He scored what eighty-one points in a game. Yeah, and you know those two mean? guys were loyal. I mean, Kobe played his whole career with the Lakers. Michael played his whole career with the Bulls. Like you don't see yeah. that anymore. Like there's yeah. nobody that does that anymore. Everyone's looking to join a super team. KD's trying to go here. James Harden trying to go here. It's like doesn't work like that. You guys got to have a superstar bleeds onto the other guys. Got to have a couple yeah. other good guys and stuff like that. And it's just it's a different game. But yeah, those guys were just. The Mamba mentality. Yeah. And like what you said with Michael Jordan, he's on the shoe, he's got a signature stuff. No no one else is going around shooting jumpers saying Kobe, <laughs> shooting fadeaways over your friends and shit like that, <laughs> yelling Kobe. Yeah. It's the same kind of thing. They got that's some true. iconic shit and stuff like that. Oh, yeah. That's going to last forever. Yes. So yes. the Kobe thing was awesome. I remember yeah. doing that. All the shooting time, dude. Piece of paper into the yeah, garbage. Kobe. Man. Kobe. <laughs> so yeah, it's, that's, that's Kobe's my pick. Impactful stuff. I yep. love it. I'm not going to reread the stats. Hey, I'm getting your theme song ready for it. Sean C. Number three. From Virginia Common <laughs> Union University. Uh, you number guys three. Just, you guys come on. You know what's amazing about what you said? Everything you said in that whole thing was wrong. First of all, he didn't come up to that. It was Ben Wallace. Not Chauncey Bellas. That guy's a knucklehead. Virginia Union University. Not Virginia, whatever you said. I said VC, the VCU shit. <laughs> I, I shared I shared mine with you, though. I, I Kobe, I'm Kobe. not going to reread the yeah. stats. Yeah. I had Kobe's greatest of all time. Yeah. I'm an animosity towards Jordan. I don't know why. I've just always oh, hated the guy. Because you're a Detroit fan. I'm a Detroit fan, right. And I grew up in that era. I was 11, 12, 13 years old watching him beat up on Jordan. And they ended, mm-hmm. they ended they ended my, my bad boys era as a kid. So I, I guess that's why I have some automatic. I thought you were picking Isaiah. No, I wasn't picking Isaiah. We're not talking favorites again. But I, that's why I didn't pick a favorite. My, my, my favorite basketball player of all time is Stephen Curry. Okay. You know, inside. Uh, Stephen Curry would be, if he'd have been retired, he'd have been my greatest of all time, but st- you know, the, the, still needs to be written on him. You know what I mean? Oh, he's definitely in that conversation. Yeah, he... He literally changed the way defenses have to play basketball. Best shooter, yes. I've ever seen. I mean, to just throw it up like that, not, it's not even halfway there, and he's turning around just saying, oh, hanging in his yeah. mouth. You know what I mean? So I went back and forth on that with Stephen Curry and Kobe. But I mean, for Mount Rushmore, you got to be at least for retired. So I went with Kobe. And I'm not going to read all the stats, like I said, because you just did. But mm-hmm. I agree with you. I could never pick Michael Jordan for anything, yeah. even though. I do believe he's probably one of the greatest of all time, but I just couldn't pick him. My heart won't let me. Probably. I would say probably. He's up to He does all right. He got a shoe. He got a shoe. <laughs> all right. So now we're getting into the wild card portion. So we could pick from anywhere, really. Um, and for me, it's Sir Eldrick Taunt Tiger Woods. You sure that? Great pick. Too. It's a great pick. Do you know that was his name? Jesus. Yes, I did. Tiger too. Yeah. Well, what's it, what's his name? My list? <laughs> <laughs> Bro, I sent you the artillery like last night at like twelve o'clock. <laughs> I know. Same list, basically. That's awesome, though. Hey, it's good shit, man. Um, tied for first. <laughs> tied for first. Is that me doing it? I got the predator in here. <laughs> you alright with it? <laughs> Woo! What's going on? Okay. Tied for first in PGA Tour wins, second in men's major championships, holds numerous records. I mean, you know, the moment when he came back, 
won the Masters again. It was just, you know, that's an iconic moment to me. The whole father-son moment. I thought that was pretty dope. Did it for his dad. You know, all that kind of shit. So, But Tiger Woods, I mean, wasn't a big golf guy growing up per se, but I became a fan because of Tiger Woods. I you bought the TW hat? Did you buy the TW hat? Oh, I never had one. I wanted one, though. I bought a TW hat. Did you? Yeah, and nice. I never bought a golf thing in my life, but That's I still bought the TW hat. But he put Nike back, like, oh, there's Jordan, and then there's, like, Nike. Tiger Woods put Nike, Nike back on, on the top. Oh, 100%. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. No, Tiger's my favorite. So iconic. I mean, just growing up, watching him play golf, the, just the sheer domination of the sport was yeah. just – I mean, golf is a crazy game because – to be so good all the time on golf is almost it's impossible because you're gonna have a good day and you're gonna have a bad day you're gonna have a good round and a bad round but this yeah. dude was 264 consecutive weeks at world number one from like 1999 and like till 2009 or something like yeah. that. 264 weeks at world number one now there's one that fluctuates all the time but yeah just his reign of supremacy over the whole pga was insane just domination for such a long period of time it's it's almost uncomparable People I mean, feared him. I mean, you go on the tier, the tee box, the dude's blasting 320-yard drives back in the day, and these <laughs> other guys are sitting there hitting 270, and they're yeah. like, they always joke about playing the Tiger tees. And right. Tiger was just a, a specimen. And, you know, Tiger, let's let's call it what it is. Tiger could slay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Tiger was <laughs> slaying out there. The really good thing about Tiger Woods, though, anytime somebody... Oh, hey! Oh no! Tiger was <laughs> pumping, bruh. He, he, he was definitely out pumping somebody. Oh. <laughs> I mean, t- woo! About a roster, bruh. <laughs> what the hell going on here? <laughs> All right, see, see, see doesn't find that funny. <laughs> it's almost comparable to your snack lineup, bruh. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Popcorn, pretzel, let me go. All right, so you said it all again. I'm going to go with Woods. Uh, the banana hook, man. He's got, yeah. he's got the banana hook, right? <laughs> Mr. <laughs> Chaz, you have a banana hook. <laughs> Put some respect on my name. <laughs> a banana have a little penis. <laughs> <laughs> He's not even laughing. What's going on here? He's pissed. <laughs> Yo, don't ever disrespect me looking like Carrot Top in the hood, you heard? <laughs> it's so, I'm going with Woods. Uh, yeah, yeah, that's all I can say, man. I He's going with Woods. I'm going with the Woods. <laughs> all right. <laughs> See you around, but you're up. <laughs> All right, go ahead. Go ahead. C-Rap, go ahead. Like, get out of your system. Come on, guys. Okay, I'm done. All right, I'm good. No, you're not. Go ahead. Go ahead. There you go. Go ahead. I'm done. Is yours, C-Rap. Go ahead, C-Rap. I picked a tennis player here only because this tennis player dominated her sport for a number of years, and my mind was Serena Williams. Oh, I've, never seen, I've never seen anybody dominate the way she – she literally just – and she – a lot of people, and then you could say the same thing about Tiger Woods. That, um, people say, oh, he like Dominic is a watered-down version. How many times have you heard that about the pool? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Tiger Woods and Serena Williams both played when they were very, very competitive players yep. and mm-hmm. still dominated. Yep. I mean, fiercely. So I was going to say her, and I was going to, I had a, my other wild card was, uh, was a NASCAR driver, which was uh, Dale Earnhardt. Uh, that's a good one. Too. I was like, you, for a, a spirit of seven years, yeah. 
you couldn't beat him. And if you tried to beat him, he'd just crash you into the wall. Oh, for sure. And then laugh at you about doing it. He yeah. was awesome, man. That was a sad day when he passed. And, you know, I, what race was that? Do you remember? That was the day 500. Yeah. Biggest yeah. race. Yeah. Biggest I, the I last turn of the last lap. Yeah, that was horrible. And what was, could you imagine what's going through his windshield? He's seeing his son in second place and his other car in first place. My guy, Michael Walter, that had never won. He owned both those cars. Yeah. And he was blocking because the fastest car on the track that day was Sterling Marlin. Mm-hmm. There was no doubt about it. And he was holding Sterling Marlin back. And what happened happened. I got up and laughed after the race was over. I was like, what are you guys talking? I remember watching the ambulance drive to the house. What are you guys talking about? He flipped over 17 times in Talladega and got out and finished the race. Mm-hmm. I thought, nah, no big deal. And it wasn't until later on I found out that he had died. No, that's a great pick. And that was going to be, <clears throat> I wanted to show the women some love too, them. but that was, was going to be my next one. But I was like, Tiger Woods, I just remember I was so captivated by. Mm-hmm. I had to pick him, but Serena's well-deserving. Yeah. Very good. That's a good pick. Oh, for sure. Uh, honorable mentions, um, obviously boxing, Muhammad Ali. Yes. You know, I had a boxing one too, but it wasn't Muhammad Ali. Could have been Mike Tyson. You know what I mean? There's Sugar Ray. I mean, there's so many you can name. Um, you know, WWE, Stone Cold Steve Austin. Say Stone He's Cold. one of the biggest stars, period. And The Rock. Um, Both of those guys. Uh, you talk about UFC, John Bones Jones. I think he's far none the best heavyweight ever. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you can get into soccer with Messi and, you know. David Beckham. David Beckham. Guys. Ronaldo. You know, there's a lot, a lot of great of athletes there, too. Yep. And uh, uh, Mia Hamm. Yeah. Women's, women's soccer. Side. I was going to say, too, like on the women's side of golf, Annika Sorensen. She mm-hmm. was the, one of the best women's golfers in LPGA history. I always thought Lisa Leslie was dope, too. No, for she being was like good, dude. As tall as she was mm-hmm. to, for a woman hooper, I thought she was great. Yep. Um, so there's well-deserving athletes that could be on the list, but... Uh, Great list by everybody. I appreciate it. So we're going to take a quick pause and we'll be back. Dundee Ali's trainer right next to me is saying it. You may hear him. Down goes Frazier. Down goes Frazier. Down goes Frazier. The heavyweight champion is taking the mandatory eight count and Foreman is as poised as can be in a neutral corner. The best just keeps on getting better at 24th Street Pizza. They've already been voted the best pizza in St. Clair County, and now they've even expanded their menu with some fantastic new choices. From new pizzas like the margarita and poho mac and cheese pizza, to new subs like the Swedish meatball and deep south dill. Plus, 24th Street Pizza now offers poutine, chicken marsala, nacho supreme, and so much more. With over a thousand five-star reviews, it's no surprise that the best keeps on getting better. Find out why today at 24th Street Pizza in Port Huron. Good morning. Who are you? All right, boys, it is now time for the Get to Know Us. See, Rebel and Miguel, I know you guys, you may have heard it on a podcast. It was something we recently started doing just so our viewers at home can kind of get to know everybody a little bit better. So, See, Rebel, we're going to kick it off with you. Who do you feel out of your two kids that you're closest to? I have four kids. I'm sorry. That's what I meant. <laughs> That's Jumana. That's what I meant. Struggling. <laughs> I don't have the drop, but I'll say it. <laughs> the Corona is homes. That, uh, that's a hard question. Actually, I'm close to each one of my children for different reasons. You know what I mean? Yeah. So that'd be really, that'd be, I'm, I'm probably close to my son because we share the football thing. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't mean you love him any less. I'm just saying like, 
you know that tight that tightness you know what i'm saying it's probably that for that reason well that, not only that is me and my son we we haunt you know we we play football together you know what i mean we do we have we share a lot of the same interest sure you know what i mean that makes sense that's, that's fair all right hollywood Hollywood's not here. <laughs> He's two for two, folks. Miguel. He wins Piccolo of the Night Awards. <laughs> so that might be me because I was totally pickled in the last segment. I didn't know what to say. didn't know how to come back. I'm it's all good. Against the ropes. Damn you. For the knockout, damn you. So, Miguel, would you rather work just week weekdays for 10-hour shifts or put your time in your 40 hours in Friday, Saturday, Sunday for the rest of your career? Now that could be broken up, you know what I'm saying? 12, 12, 14. So Friday, Saturday, or Sunday. Yeah, but you have four days off. And then four tens. Four tens. Yeah. Four more, depending, but you know, we'll base it off a 40 hour work week. I probably have to go four tens. Give me that Friday, give me the Saturday, Sunday, Monday off right there. That's what I'm looking at right there. Okay. So for sure, got to recover after the weekend. (laughs) I like it. I like it. To that, a company offered me that. This company, I'll say their name is MMP. That's what they work. They work 10 hours a day, four days a week. You have Friday, Saturday, Sunday off. That's Friday, Friday is an option, is your optional Saturday. Right. You know I mean? It's becoming more and more relevant these days where they want to try to shrink down the work week. I would love it if my company did that. That'd be nice. It would be kind of cool. All right, GMB. Yes, sir. According to your boy Dave Ramsey, Couples who can agree on four major issues have a much higher probability of a successful marriage. Religion, you know, shared household, um, in-laws, boundaries, things like that. Parenting and money. What would be the fifth thing that creates a successful marriage? Obviously, since you've been married a long time, I figured you would know better than most of us. Well, <laughs> you know, yeah, I'm, oh, I'm sorry, sorry you, well, you are too. But this is—I try to personalize these questions. My bad. That wasn't a dig at all. Do you like a porno? <laughs> yes. <laughs> all right. So, give me the four again, Philly. One more time. So, religion. Okay. Boundaries with in-laws and things like that. Okay. Uh, money and parenting. All very good. Um, gosh, man, I would say. Man, this is um, sexy time. Then this sexy time is important. I think. Well, that that always. Go ahead. Fall you can say in. you can agree. No, with me. no. It's. I'm thinking of a little bit more something. I, I would say patience, which I don't have. Um, my wife would be the first to tell me I'm not a very patient guy. I'm like, you know, I'm a type A one personality. I'm just going for everything now, and it's like no patience. My wife's very calculated, and it took me a while to understand that. That's a very needed part in a relationship, and mm-hmm. I'd say patience, man. You got to have it, okay. and that for me, I think that's something I got to get better at personally. Right. Good yeah. self awareness. Yep. At right. this point, you are who you are. Yeah. Yeah, but you can always you'll never change who you are per se, but you can mold things about you. I think to make it work. Sure. You know, it's called what they call it, compromise, right? I think that's important. Hundred percent, um, man. Never change who you are, but see rebel. This is something that changed recently for you, so I don't want to hear that. What is your single most favorite thing about coaching? One thing. Don't, don't give me a laundry list. Just, how does it feel to be so fierce? Just one thing that, that drives you to it, that makes you enjoy it. Watching the kids take the information I give them 
and being successful with it. That that you know, showing showing them how to do a juke move, and then I'm, I'm going on to, and doing it. I'm like, yeah, that's exactly how you do it. That 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 that's the greatest satisfaction I get ever. Like, well, you guys, know I'm the offensive line coach, and explain to them how how exactly I want them to block, and then all five of them go out there, snap the ball, and block as I want them to. Mm-hmm. And I taught them that. That's that, that's the greatest satisfaction I get out of okay. it, and watching the success on their the, the delight on their face that they're, they're they're doing it correctly. Good answer. Uh, Miguel, how many siblings do you have? One. Just the one brother. Okay, this one pertains to Josh Cole. So with that being said, let me uh, alternate this a little bit. So what is the the thing that, what's the bond you have with your brother? The one thing that you guys can always go to that you guys always click on? We always click on. Like, is it, you know, we talk about women, is it sports, is it you know, puffing a dart, you know what I mean? Hey, you want to get high, man? One of the things that we always do and there was like movie quotes with each other. Nice. Movie quotes. We just sit there and just rip off movie quotes from movies left and right. I all love the time. doing that. It's, it's so just fun. you just sit there and you, we can literally just he'll say three words from something and I'll be like, he's like, what's that? I'm like this. And he's like, no one else would even fucking know what the hell we're even talking about. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. That's awesome. I love I like that. that. That's awesome. Yeah. That's he's cool. Just like the movie quote part of it. So it's like you read each other's mind almost. That's like, cool. Yeah. I like it. Yep. It's a fucking Catalina wine mixer. <laughs> <laughs> the fucking Catalina. It's kind of like a bond that you and little little Drew have after he takes a shower. <laughs> he's like, yeah, hey, uh, I just what did yeah, you say? Yeah, what, what yeah, did we're you not go? gonna put him on blast. <laughs> Make it easy. You want to smell it? Which of your two daughters is most like you? Oh my god. Um, most like I'm you. telling you, man. The more that I study my two kids. They're a split of both of us, man. But um, if Allie has got my mouth, Allie doesn't, you know, she doesn't have That's to. That's for sure. She's, she's a big mouth. <laughs> Love uh, me, Allie, but tell me how it is. I would say that, man, that's like a 50-50. But, you know, I know they both listen to the show. But if I have to give the edge to somebody, it's probably going to be Bree. Um, Bree's just a little bit more in a, like, I mean, she's, I don't know, man. It's like, what do you guys think? You know them. I mean, I would have said Allie. Honestly. You would have said Allie because yeah. I mean, I see as I, Allie's getting a little bit more mature in her years. I could see a lot more of me, but then I see a lot of my wife in her. So that's a really tough question. It's like man, a for me. 50 50 split. It's like, it's yeah, almost, it really is. But literally, Allie's more like breathe, in my opinion. She's more of a sure back. She's calculating what she does, you know, before she brings it. Where Allie's like, you, let's go. Oh, yeah. no. Bree. Yeah, but Bree Bri- to the front of everything. Yeah, Bree like, Bri likes to go to things and get the best. She's always trying for like the next, you know, big thing. And that's kind of like Allie's more calculated that way. That's a Vicky thing, right? That's my wife. And then, you know, Bree's got this mind that's always thinking about the next big thing, and that's my mind. And so it's a trade off. And then Allie's got my mouth, and, and mm-hmm. Bree's ultimately quiet most of the time. Right. But you don't want to piss Which her off. Maybe and that's her mom. Her. Right. So Aunt Vicky can do that when, when she hears, you know, uh, she's like, you better watch it, man, because Bree's going to be pissed off if you, you know, and then it's like, boom. And then when she mm-hmm. hits that level of, I'm ready to go off on you, you better look out. And that's what my wife does to me daily. So I'm serious. I'm telling you, man. <laughs> you poked the That's bear. a good question, though, Phil. Okay. Sea Rebel. Would you rather have a Detroit Lions Super Bowl victory or, in the same calendar year, have all Pistons, Red Wings, and Tigers win world championships? Detroit Lions Super Bowl victory. 
That without, was without, without, without a doubt in my mind. 100%. I've seen all of the other ones. Yeah. I, I've seen all the other ones. I don't emotionally know how it handled. Super Bowl is beyond my wildest dreams. So I'm going to leave that right there. Yeah. Them standing Sunday night holding the NFC Championship trophy. Everyone you put yourself mentally this, in that place. This mm-hmm. season, I'm so fucking geeked up. Don't, <laughs> I don't know how to emotionally handle it. <laughs> I've been drinking the Kool-Aid for yeah. a long time. I think the whole city of Detroit's ready, and it's about time that we do something. Of well, you see how quick my answer was, right? It didn't, yeah. I didn't even half a hesitation. I thought you would hesitate a little bit, no, but you did it. No, so what was it? They said like 50, I think it was like yesterday, it was like 50 days the NFL season kicks off. Super quick. When's the last time you were this pumped for a Lions season to start? I mean, it's been a we're, while. we're excited every year. Like, oh, you know what? You know, this TJ Hawkins thing might be something. You know what I mean? It's <laughs> no, got year's... a nice car, car. <laughs> but not like this. This no, is this year's is different. different. Yeah, for sure. All right, Miguel. What is one thing? No matter what, you're having a bad day, pissed off. What's one thing that just always makes you laugh? Always makes you laugh. Just something you that you enjoy. Means. Sweet mother of God! What is the holdup? Mm, there was. A penis say. pick. Yeah, penis pick. Yeah, the memes. <laughs> memes. I always say, Bree always drops some good one-liners, always can cheer you up and stuff like that. So you got to say, almost got to say the wife at the same time, but nice. nothing beats at the same time. One B, the dog. I mean, going home, just nothing beats going on the couch, calling up with him. I mean, yeah. just undeniable love from a dog is sure. just one of those things you can't beat either at the same time. I mean, it's the best. they wait all day for you to get home and you get mm-hmm. home and little dude's just going crazy for you. Yeah, so for sure. That's a good one. Yep. All right. Good answer. Uh, GMB. What is the main reason you stayed a loyal Lions season ticket holder for all these years through all the despair, all the terrible seasons? What's the thing that just keeps you hooked? Stupidity. <laughs> <laughs> um, man, you know what? I, I was bred into Lions football as a young kid. God rest my dad's soul, man. He took me to my first Detroit Lions game back in the early 80s. And it was at the Pontiac Silverdome. So seeing at that time, which was the biggest stadium, with all those people there, I was like, oh, my God. Like, this Mm. is, I always seen it on a, you know, back in the day, we didn't have these 80-inch screens, right? So everything was on a little 27-inch console, man. But when I walked into that stadium and everything came to life, and watching how big these guys were, I was just like how vibrant the colors were. Oh man, it was it, it was the crowd, it was the smell of the concession stands, it was just, you know, my dad once in a while cocking his leg. It, it was it was special. <laughs> <laughs> my dad and I used to go to these games. I loved it, man. That's it was goes all the way back. What keeps me hooked is that want that because we're been down for so long, right? I think we had a little taste of it back in the nineties with Barry was running, right? Yeah, and it just it just stuck with me, man. I just I'm I'm glutton for punishment, but man, I just want to see it, and I just stuck with my team. I'm loyal. So you're holding on for that. I'm holding on, moment. man. Like they say, let let's see something special happen, man. I I was hoping at at the point when my dad would see something besides one playoff win, in all the years that we had teams here, never got to see but that one. But I want to see him go further, but we never got to see it. But I want to see that, man. I want to see it. So I'm just I'm just loyal as loyal gets with this team. Okay. I get mad at them every fucking time they lose, but you know, in every season that you know, including an 0 16, but yeah. I don't get mad if they lose. 
Versus, I get mad sometimes at the way they lose. The way they'll cough up a game is what just gets me just... Uh. All right, C-Rebel. Ultimatum for you, sir. Driving to work, right? Say, like, you're on notice, right? You can't miss work no matter what. So you got to go put your time in, however long that may be. It's a hot day. Would you rather have a nasty fucking shart in your pants? Stinky, smelly, squishy. All day. Or have a vibrating butt plug in your ass all day. What's good about it? <laughs> well, how do you answer that question? I don't under- That's an unanswerable question. You got to pick. <laughs> What's it going to be, Dan? You got to pick. I think the scary part is he's thinking about it. <laughs> no, it's, I'm not thinking about it. I'm not thinking about it. I'm, I'm just thinking how gross it's going to be, the one I have to pick. <laughs> <laughs> you know we're gonna peel back the layer sooner or later, Brett. <laughs> yes, I'm, nobody's putting nothing in my ass, so you know which one I'm picking. Are you gonna stink like Funkin' Dunk? That's all right. That's what showers are made for. All right. I have a little penis. <laughs> yeah, boy, rebel ass stink over there. God number. All right. What is that smell? <laughs> oh man. All right, Miguel. What's the most times you did the business in 24 hours? What a nasty question. Very nasty. <laughs> I'm not here. Right. My, I was ears, like, are, my, my ears are The company flawed. you asked that question hey, in front of It is the hot seat. It is. It is. Get to know you. These are not ever going to be how easy. How many times did the volcano erupt the sun? <laughs> The world is watching, Mike. Your wife is even watching. Yeah. I'd rather answer that question than the one you gave me. All right, go ahead and answer it. (laughs) What's the most hot we Yeah, how many times? uh, In in one day, in 24 hours. That's a 24-hour period. Uh, like three or four. <laughs> I mean, right. I mean that's a normal answer, three or yeah. four, because I mean that could have like I couldn't even dream of three or four in a month right now for me personally. <laughs> but I mean, at my three. age, but I mean, that, three, I mean what, what would three, you do? Three? three? Yeah, but uh, yeah, three, three in one day. I mean, after that third one, were you like? <laughs> no, it was. Uh, <laughs> it was honestly right. It, it was honestly on our honeymoon. Really? Oh, yeah. Wow, man! Look yeah. at you go. Did you have repair bills on the bed when you guys had to check out? No, no. We no. actually we actually uh, put some dents in a jacuzzi tub. Damn you. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Damn you. Sorry, man. Oh, man. Could you imagine trying to do that now? No. no shit, no, man. <laughs> All right. Master B. All right. Which person do you know that totally reminds you of a character in a TV show or movie? Oh, I already know this one. Oh, man. Okay. What? Say it one more time, Philly, because I want to make sure I answer that properly. What person do you know that totally reminds you of someone from a TV show or a movie? <clears throat> someone I know that. Re- okay. So not me, but someone I know. Yeah. Mm. 
In all Damn. fairness, Mike, that last question was for Hollywood. I was expecting like fucking 32 or something. Yeah. You know? <laughs> that would have probably yeah, well, been that, like one hour. I want to know Hollywood's answer, so let's save that for the next episode when he shows back up. Um, gosh, man. <sighs> man. I'm going to say, I'm going to say. Chaz reminds me of Gee, Be- how did Beetle we know that juice. wasn't coming? He, he reminds me of Beetlejuice, and I don't, I don't know why, man. I just, I just, I just think there's something about him that's just Beetlejuice. Beetlejuice, the most, what babe. you know? Chaz, what are you doing? I don't know. Hanging around. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, Miguel, what would you think? I thought you were going to say my lookalike from Eastbound and Down. No, because I, I mean, there is a lookalike in this world for you, but no, I'm going to say, I'm going to just. Chuck's personality is just he's so fucking unique, man. He does the stupidest shit sometimes, and then he's got this intelligence like Beetlejuice. But I would say, yeah, I'm a tough guy. I'm gonna say, I'm gonna say it's definitely uh, Beetlejuice over here with Chaz. Attention, Kmart shoppers. <laughs> I, I like Beetlejuice, man. Yeah, he's funny. He's awesome. All right, Chaz. Um. I'm going to try to say this with a straight face, okay? Uh, so, <laughs> all right. Would you let your wife be with another man? Or would you have a sex tape leaked of her pork in you with a giant cucumber? <laughs> Why would you think cannot that play with him? Like cannot win with him. <laughs> cannot coach with him. Can't do it. <laughs> Remember, you still have a butt plug in. <laughs> Shit your pants. Why did I get those questions? I mean, I want to hear your answers. I flat out refuse to answer either one. That's not an answer. There's your answer. He's not playing ball. Oh. No, I'll play ball. I'm just kidding with you. All right, so that's really So what, what, what was the answer? I, I don't, I don't get it. Okay, based on you know inspired because I, I go on tiktok based on you thinking what's the dumbest thing i can ask you rebel part of that too <laughs> i'm like what if, what's funny what'll get a rise out of everybody you know but i'm that whole thing i brought up in the news segment about you know what i'm saying the whole uh letting your wife sleep with somebody else and thing so either that or a video comes out you're getting parked with a fucking pickle <laughs> what, what where in your brain does that even enter your head that me getting parked with a pickle <laughs> GMB's always talking about stuff on his show. You know I that. Not. <laughs> What's good about it? I'm going to say the pickle because I can break the tape. How does it feel to be so fierce? In the first place, so I'm completely safe. So you're going to get porked in the ass by a cucumber? Oh no! I know that would never happen. I know that would never happen. So therefore, I. I'll pick oh, that one. So oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that's what's going to happen. And then that happened anyway. It's the safest way I get out of that one. All right. I thought that was a pretty good exit strategy. Look at that. Look at that. Yeah, <laughs> answer that question. All you can do is find the best exit out of that, that, that question. All right. Oh, I'm ready. So <laughs> mark that too. No, I'm ready. Right. Yeah, I, I, you ain't going to get nothing like that. He saved them all for me. There for how many woods. So you so, never know. Yeah. I mean, you got to say you weren't married. Okay. Mm-hmm. I don't want to talk bad about my cousin on that. But hypothetically, you meet a woman, she's perfect in every regard, everything you ever wanted. But she too has a fetish for butt stuff and she's like obsessed with it. Wants to play in your asshole, wants you to play in her asshole. 
<laughs> Everything else is great, though. It's fucking great. What a nasty question. <laughs> <laughs> it's a necessity for it, man. What are you going to do? Fuck you going to do, man. What you going to do, man? <laughs> All right, we just lost like eighty percent of our female audience. <laughs> this here. is the shit people watch and watch. Yeah, I'm you should see you. people talk on TikTok. Right, oh, shit. God, so what? It's what? So I gotta. You gotta deal with that. You know what I mean? <laughs> I gotta deal with it. Yeah. So what's my? So what's the question? What's what's yeah, what's yeah, so, the other option? Oh my bad. Would you option, stick around? Would you deal with that, or would you just move on to the next one? Is that total deal breaker? Because I would have to have my she's in the butt shit for me yeah. too. <laughs> Come on, don't bullshit me. Uh, all right, I'm not C Rebel. I don't want to get pegged in the ass. <laughs> I'm out, bro. I'm out. I totally disagree with that. You're What's good about it? All the pictures that me you said say a totally different story. Hey, you want to get high? Yeah. <laughs> I'll let C Rebel stick to the pegging. What the fuck is going on here? <laughs> all right, so see Rebel, I'm gonna give you the floor because we've been picking on you all day. You get to ask GMB whatever you want. Oh, shit. whatever oh, you want. Right here. Think about it for a minute. Think about it. Opportunity for payback right, right here. You gotta think. <laughs> Time's up. That segment's over. <laughs> Shouldn't be hard for you. You've been waiting to do this forever. I've <laughs> never had an actual sexual encounter with a man. <laughs> Have you ever had any real sexual encounter with a man? <laughs> You're an asshole. <laughs> yes. No, hell no. Are you fucking kidding me? I believe your first answer. No, okay. It slipped out. Get it out. Slipped out. No. There's no, there's no uh, pegging going on over here. Trust me. I'm not in there. Spanning the globe to bring you the constant variety of sport. Swing, there's a drive to left. That one is low. All right, boys. Well, welcome to the wide world of sports, fives of the week podcast style. So, Grandmaster B, I guess you got a clip for us. You want to start this thing off? With? Yeah. So, you know, we listen to different podcasts. Brady happened to have Snoop Dogg on. So, um, there's a little something that uh, Brady was curious to ask Snoop Dogg. Snoop, what was the what was the most stoned you've ever been in your whole life? With Willie Nelson, <laughs> we was in Amsterdam on four twenty. And he was doing a concert out there. He performed on the 19th, and I performed on the 20th. So we went back to his hotel room, and we was playing dominoes. So Willie had a vape, a joint, I had a blunt, and he had a pipe. So me and him playing dominoes one-on-one. He whooping my ass, and I'm just getting higher and higher and higher, and he just keep passing it to me. And I'm like, this old motherfucker is out smoking me, and I'm trying to stop, but I can't because I don't want to show no signs of weakness. So then 15 minutes into the session, I said, I say, Willie, hey, man, let's get something to eat, man. <laughs> and we go to Kentucky Fried Chicken, right? So we're in the back of the van. And when they bring the chicken from the drive-thru, they give it to us. And me and Willie both put our hands in the bucket at the same time. 
and we grab the same piece of chicken, Tom, and I look at Willie and I say, it's yours, cuz. <laughs> so Willie and, and Snoop, and, and, the, and the one guy you would never expect to ask that question, but it has this is how cool Tom Brady is, right? He puts Snoop Dogg on his freaking show, man. Yeah, that's and pretty cool. He, he just taps into it, man. But uh, well, Snoop Dogg has made such lighthearted of uh, smoking weed, you know what I mean, yeah. that you can ask him, anybody can ask him a stone question. Yeah. I actually heard that once before. He was on Jimmy Kimmel. And they were talking to Mount Rushmore of uh, Bud Smokers. And he, said, he mentioned that? By, by the way, because he was like, oh, who would be on Mount Rushmore? And they mentioned Tina Chong. And then uh, Jimmy Kimmel mentioned Willie Nelson. He's like, by the way, Willie Nelson is the only person that ever outsmoked Snoop Dogg. I had to hit the timeout button. He said, you ever hit that before? He said, never. Yeah. Well, <laughs> so I have heard that actually before. Just going through the drive-thru at Kentucky Fried Chicken, too, and they're fighting for a piece of chicken. Shit, yeah. mm, it's like, come on, man. It's yours, cuz. Yours, cuz. I'm going to use that. It's yours, cuz. That's great. You think Tom's a smoker? I feel like he is. Yeah, yeah. I think so. I don't feel like he is anymore. He's I think it's too, too, con too controlled in his body, but I believe he was with Michael Phelps of Michigan hitting it. Well, yeah. he admitted to smoking at U of M. I mean, he admitted it. He said back when he grew up in California, yeah. right? So yeah, he like, said that he was big into it. But then, like you said, he kind of became this physical specimen. Right. I don't believe now. I think he's too controlled for that. I think he smokes. Yeah. I think I think it's kind of chilling grill right now for him. I think he's probably yeah. having a couple. Is it legal in California? Like the Earth yeah, I think so. Mm, yeah, I mean, thanks. Yeah, I don't think it's recreational. I think it's just. Uh, Colorado, Michigan, right now, right recreationally. Hmm. What percentage of I don't know. athletes do you think smoke weed in the off season? I mean, I know that seventy nine percent. I'm sure it's a lot. Yeah, yeah. I definitely think it's a high number. Ain't nothing wrong with the man. Whatever no, that makes you feel good. Not at all. Man. It's it's legal, especially if you're in Detroit or better, Michigan. You know what I mean? Better for athletes to use that than popping pills and shit like that. Hundred percent. Right. Kind of stuff. I've never That's seen like, smoke a blunt and take twenty Vicodin. Then the yeah. NFL, like they can smoke marijuana and stuff now in the NFL, right? Isn't it? They, they don't um, can't get in trouble for it. I I know they lighten they the rules change up. like the substance abuse yeah. policies well, and all that stuff. Which I don't know because uh, they can make their own rules. Because like my company is real harsh on it. Like absolute zero tolerance policy, and we're like, yeah. how can you do that mm -hmm. if it's legal in the state? It's like it doesn't matter unless it's companies, legal on a federal yeah. level. We don't have yeah, to abide comp by it. Companies can okay. do whatever policy yeah. they want, but I just I think in sports, I mean, it's better better for them to smoke something, let their body heal. Than sure. to pop pills and destroy their body. Yeah, absolutely. Doing shit like that. Because so. you can see people ruin their bodies when they're hooked on pills. Oh, yeah, that's what Calvin said, dude. Ones. Calvin's like, dude, I got to go out there and, like, what was that? Nate Burleson came out and he's like, dude, like, Calvin, like, Calvin was always coming and, like, he had to do that. Because, yeah. I mean, if not, his body couldn't work. Sure. And stuff like that. And now right. he's got, like, his grow facility and company with Rob Sims and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah he spoke right. about that. Yeah, remember at his Hall of Fame speech yeah. how he lived with chronic pain. Yeah. yeah. Mm hmm. Hey, you want to get high, man? Yeah, man, it's way too mean. <laughs> Maybe that's where Kelvin came up with all those creative routes. It's like, man, hold on a minute, staff. I think I got this one figured out, dog. I'm going to that 14 and a half yard line. I'm going to go Catch me on a spin. Same. Staff would be like, are you high? He's like, fuck yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I just keep up with that. Get in the Hall of Fame, I guess, right? You, see, you know, Chad Johnson played every game with popping Viagra, so it's better to play on fucking mm -hmm. three legs yeah, than two. That's what I said. <laughs> <laughs> he gave up and said that shit, too. That's what I heard. He said it. I, 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 what was that show that they were on? Chad Johnson, 
It was like Brandon Marshall and a bunch of guys. Yeah, all they the had receivers got they, together. They, they had Tyler Reed on the show one time, and I don't remember why, but I was I was a little bit we had a little need, too much to drink. We need more personalities. I know the NFL has a lot of personalities, but man, I miss Ocho, man. When he put on that Hall of Fame jacket, your Hall of Famer, just goofy shit like <laughs> yeah. that. I mean, the league don't like it, but or screw you, it, man. It's, no fun, it's entertaining. Remember when, remember when Odell Beckham Jr. proposed to the uh, to the kick the kick out net, the, um, the kicker net. Remember no. he knocked over the he knocked over the uh, field goal practice that and he came up later on and I think, proposed to it oh, i don't try remember hearing about that i think i vaguely remember <laughs> that but terrell yeah. owens was the king of coming up with stupid shit the cell phone one you the know the popcorn the best was on the star he went and stomp what is he he went and stomped on it when he played at philly when he played sam yeah 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 and they him knocked him out basically yeah was that him that uh no that was that was uh Randy Brady Moss, Moss the yeah, the moon did the moon. <laughs> yeah, Joe Horn with the cell phone right. and all that. Yeah, yeah. yeah speaking of stuff. Randy Moss, I heard this on the NFL uh, on Sirius XM uh, FM today that they said that Randy Moss played for Ohio State but got kicked out. Is that where he started his career? No, he never got. He never started at Ohio State. Yeah, he got. But he got recruited. Lost his scholarship. For smoking weed. Yeah. That, back then, then, that was like taboo, man. Like, oh no, we can't have you here. So they booted him out, and then he, he went, went to Marshall. On, then he went on to Marshall. To the herd. And yeah. you know the Lions passed on him. Who they selected? Terry Fair. Terry Fair. Terry Fair. Terry Fair. Wow, man. He let me to answer that. But yeah, I knew that. I Terry Fair. Yeah. That's crazy. I wanted Randy Moss too. He would have been sweet. Yeah. yeah. I mean, he was. He's a Hall of Famer, but with the Lions, it would have been dope. They were so, that, that, that hurt. They were so concerned. There was a lot of future Hall of Famers we could have had and didn't take. We could have had, um, oh, his name escapes me, Tampa Bay Buccaneers uh, linebacker, mm. Hall of Famer. Lamonte um, David? No, no, no. Defensive lineman, excuse me. Um, it wasn't Sapp, was it? Yeah, Warren Sapp. We could have had Warren Sapp, and they refused to sign him because yeah. of character issues. Mm. And then he went on to Tampa Bay and. That, that, that story after story about the Lions passing on guys like that. Oh, yeah. just like this year, hopefully Jalen Carter doesn't bite him in the ass. Mm. I wanted Jalen. Yeah, I did too. That's my guy. Yeah, so we'll who's, see the what happens. who's the best receiver in the NFL right now? I mean, we just talked about some iconic players Probably here. Probably Justin Jefferson or Jamar Chase, one of those two, honestly. I would say Jamar Chase. Chase? I mean, there's a lot, but there's a lot of great receivers in the NFL right now. Yeah. yeah. I mean, a lot of. Great, great receiver. I would go Jefferson, Chase, Jefferson and then won. like you got, you know, a nice bundle. You still there. got Devontae, still yeah. he's a stud. I mean, you kind of keep going down that list. I mean, you there's got a CD, lot of CD Lamb. I think is it's, CD Lamb. He's coming to his better years. I mean, he's going to have better years. Got a lot of good guys out there. I still, right I, still I would still take Cooper Cup over him though. Right now, yeah, oh, so would I right now. But yeah. I believe CD Lamb's ceiling is a little bit. He's uh, still ascending. Than, yeah, right. Mm-hmm. It's a C- Cup. It's, I think he's hit that. Yeah, he's plateaued. Right. Yeah. He's kind of got probably a season or two left. Yeah. Well, right. And then, at a high level. Right, at a high level. <laughs> then he's going to play three or four seasons trying to hang on. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's how it always goes, unfortunately. So talking to wide receivers, a Denzel Mims, Lions trade a six-round pick. He's the latest addition. Maybe stopgap guy while J-Mo's out. Yeah. Who's out, though? Is it Raymond? Is it Reynolds, maybe? I mean, but Reynolds was your second leading receiver last year, quietly. But yeah, but he had a good season, man. Reynolds. Yeah, so... I don't know, man. I don't see him starting as a receiver anyway. I, I mean, I, maybe I see him on special teams, but I mean, he's, it's a six. We we gave up a six round draft pick. What's a six round draft pick in the NFL? Rodrigo. It's a it's a it's a scratch off lottery ticket. Is what it is. It is yeah. yeah. It, you know that's what that. I mean, what did he do? He had he had what seven catches for seven hundred twenty yards and no touchdowns in three years for New York. I mean, yeah, he was a second round pick out of Baylor. Had some good years there and stuff like that, but but obviously New York seen yeah. something that. Uh, kept him off the field. Well, well, 
New York too at the same time. I mean, they had a couple. They had some good guys over there, but they just no one really meshed. They had Zach Wilson, obviously. So mm-hmm. they had Elijah Moore. They kind of what they do. They traded him too, didn't they? Elijah Moore got traded. Denzel Mim kind of got the boot. Now they got Garrett yeah. Wilson. They signed Alan Lazard and stuff <laughs> like that. Brought in Rogers guys and things. So yeah, I mean, just, yeah, Lazard. Lazard. He got signed it for one bad, reason. Bad quarterback play can have a big effect on some wide receivers. So oh, for sure. Never know. Maybe you might catch diamond in the rough with them. Who knows? Now what they about, just got a bad quarterback. Yeah. What about Hopkins over to Tennessee? I like that. I like that's, that too. That's a big I do. move. The biggest I, that was good signing quarterback wise over there. They're going to give Tannehill another shot. They got Tannehill. They got. Malik Willis and they just uh, Will Levis. They just drafted Will Levis. I mean, never heard of him. Kind of, <laughs> I, had, I mean, I, I have no. I mean, I'm not a really big Will Levis guy to be honest. I mean, I wasn't Me really high on him in the yeah. draft. I mean, he played at Kentucky <clears throat> SEC and he just didn't really do much. Played a yeah. bunch of watered down teams. He had success against a bunch of watered down teams. Tannehill is getting old. I mean, Tannehill. I mean, you said give him another chance. I, hasn't he? Hasn't he burned his uh, his last chance? I mean, what more are you looking to see? I thought for sure they would have moved on this. Yeah, so did I. I. I was surprised they didn't because if you're a GM of that team, what more do you have to see that's going to say, okay, this guy's not going to work here? But didn't they just recently, like in the last two or three years, resign him to a big deal? Well, that might, that might have something. Ago. It was, it was three year. years ago, it was, and it was a three-year deal. I think it was two years ago. They signed him to a, a bigger contract because they took him to the playoffs or whatever. He came in, yeah. kind of balled out, and then – he had the bad last year, kind of had some injuries, and then now this year, I mean, figured they kind of may move on, but I yeah. mean, they really don't have much else besides no, NL, to be Willis honest. didn't look great last year. Willis looked bad. Levis is going to sit all year, probably. Yeah. And, I mean, they got Hopkins. They got Burks. They got Henry. Yeah. They got, uh, who's that defensive lineman that they got signed to, like, one of the biggest contracts? Is it Simmons? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Simmons. Simmons. Yeah, Simmons a beast. So they got some good pieces. It's just... And I think that's yeah. what they're trying to build up because really, I mean, they didn't get one in the draft. And what kind of quarterback can you get just before training camp starts? True. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So they're stuck with who they got. They're going to do the best they can go, in spite of them. You can go yeah. out, try to get a Jimmy G or something, but you're getting the same quarterback. Yeah, you got what are you going to spend for yeah. Jimmy know, G? You're going to spend. No, it doesn't make any sense. And there's a lot of good quarterbacks coming up mm-hmm. in the next couple of years. Oh, I'm I mean, not sure. What, that thing, what do you guys think? Have you guys heard of Arch Manning? Oh, yeah, yeah. He's, he's coming up, man. He's yeah. not even going to start. They got Ken, uh, Quinn Ewers over there. And hmm. I'm not. I, I started him, and I'm not the fan of everybody else. I've seen, I've seen some big red flags with that kid. I, I like him. I think he's, he's, he's a freshman. Cool. Growing pains, everyone. Sure. Everyone's going to take a little bit. In high school, when, when, when he excelled, he played a bunch of bottom-feeding schools. As soon as he started playing those top-tier high schools, he had more interceptions than touchdowns. He had fumbles. You know what I mean? Anybody anybody can do it against Lardine. Now, as soon as he gets competition, he starts having those mistakes. Now he's playing for Texas, and Texas plays some big teams. Well, that's why I think you and see. You don't think, I'm sorry, but you don't think those those other OCs and those other head coaches are know, know that in high school? See what to, what to put the pressure on this kid and see what he does? Well, that's why I think you got teams stockpiling talent like the Philadelphia Eagles with the Georgia Bulldogs. They draft these guys because <laughs> they're battle-tested in the SEC with all that big-time NFL talent yep. week in and week out. There's... Yeah, they have cupcake games here and there, but overall, everybody does. Though you're playing great teams. Yep. You know, other guys that are going to the league. You know what I mean? Is Georgia the new Alabama? I don't think Alabama even really gone. To be honest, it's just they're still relevant. Georgia. It was always Georgia. Are they okay? Let me rephrase the question. Are they trying to be the new Alabama? I mean, I don't think Alabama really left. To be honest, I mean, they're still they still breed NFL talent. It's just, I mean, you got. Georgia. I mean, sometimes it's, this guy works out better than this guy. That guy works out better. So it's just. Uh, well, I agree with you that they're out. still they're still that. But yeah. are they going to be able to? Are they going to be able to top 
Georgia mm-hmm. next year? I say no. Especially, especially with that defensive line, I don't, I don't believe they're going to be able to beat Georgia. College is a little bit different game. Oh, it's totally than the different. NFL. Right. So it's a little bit tougher. I mean, you can always say you got that upper echelon of a team and stuff. Mm-hmm. But it's just it's a prospect going to hit. Yeah, I mean, it's a little bit tougher. NFL talent, you're getting guys that you kind of already know have proved themselves. For College sure. a little in bit theory. Different. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. in theory. Right. Exactly. Yeah, it's usually Georgia, Alabama, Clemson get mi- gets mixed in there. Like TCU kind of came out of nowhere. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, you always no, get a sure. team like that every couple Corn of years. Frogs. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man, I can't believe how they whipped up on Michigan. That was a bad game. Michigan. What about the Michigan started situation? to come back in the game like they got their shit together, but it was too little yeah. too late at that yeah. point. Yeah, Michigan. Talking about the running back situation. Running back. I mean, there's that. a lot of free. I mean, Zeke Elliott's Not still out there. Paid. Cook. Cook's still out there. Did you guys see that stat? It was like Zeke's average stay out there. annual yeah, salary. I'm wondering about that. The kickers are making more than the average NFL running back now. Yeah. Well, yeah. It, the, running back, arms, man. the running back position has been watered down for pay, man. Mm-hmm. It's like you're getting, you know, defensive linemen that are making more money now. It's like, you know, of mm-hmm. course, quarterbacks. But, like, you would think that a running back is – the league's changed so much yeah. to a pass game. Yeah. You, know? you look at the Kansas City Chiefs last year, Isaiah um, Isaac Pacheco, he was a seventh-round pick. He was their yeah. starting running back. They had Clyde Edwards-Hedlayer first round yeah. pick the year before, and That's what I'm saying, got kicked man. to the car. I mean, it's just whoever can who can run through a wall better for me right now. Yeah. Basically, are, and we've seen that with Zeke Elliott in Dallas, right? I mean, there, he was untouchable for those first two or three seasons he was there. I mean, this guy was like, I mean, he was on everybody's yep. highlight reel, and man, how what what time could do to you in the NFL, right? Now he's on the street. Or he's looking for a contract, yeah. and no one's jumping at him right now. Well, I guess like it starts with a guy like Saquon Barkley. How much are you going to invest in a guy like that who has an injury history? And he's pissed. Great player um, when healthy. How much money are you willing to invest? You know, yeah. That's the thing you got to ask if you're a GM. So, Philly, did they franchise tag Barkley? Is that what they did? did they? Yeah, I believe they franchised so, yeah. him, and then uh, Joe Mixon's upset. Joe Mixon took a pay cut, so he's playing. Right. Yeah, so he took like a three and a half million dollar just pay cut. Like, mm-hmm. hey, if you want to play for us, I'll free up some of my money. Yeah. For well, you. He doesn't even get it though. He, he doesn't get it. Cut. They straight wow. they took it from him yeah. when they're gonna release him. Damn. And Barkley. Wow, that would be you no. Know, that friendship will end real quick. Well, Barkley man. says he's gonna make it out the year. Did you hear that? Did you see that? Where he Bar- said, "Hey, oh, make have to sit like, out." He's yeah. saying he's like he deserves it and everything like that. But to Philly's <clears> point, the guy's had some injuries. He's he's a Freaking stud when yeah. he's playing. And not little injuries either. They're, yeah, these they're are, serious can, injuries. Yeah, that's one of those things. Like, But with Dalvin Cook, though, he had some injuries, but not quite to the extent of yeah. uh, you know, Barkley. What, what do you do with that, though? Where's Cook going to end up? I mean, who needs a good running back right now? Who's willing to spend the money? Is it a ready-made playoff contender? Or is he going to just sign with a team that's not contending and just go for big money? Well, you look at what Philly's doing. Philly's stockpiling running backs that are just decent running backs. Like, they let Miles Sanders walk. Get DeAndre Swift for cheap on the last year of the deal. Boston Scott, Kenneth Gainwell. Like you got all mm-hmm. these guys that are one to two million dollar a year people, and you're taking out the guy who just got a eight million dollar contract. And Carolina, what's he gonna do? Carolina isn't gonna do nothing for a couple of years. So basically he's just making his money, career's done, boom, he's gone. So yeah. Yeah. what do you think, Philly? I think with running backs. A great point. If if someone's thinking about sitting out a year, like your shelf life is what three, four years as an NFL running back. Yeah, you got a first round pick. They got five years on a deal. Yeah. And after that, what are you going to? Their career is almost done after five years. But look at it's a big perfect example is Le'Veon Bell. When you bet on yourself, you risk it. You sit out Mm -hmm. a season. His career was never the same. Never made that kind of money. Went to the Jets. Career over. Yep. So these guys got to think of that too. I would get the money while you can, and hope things change. Um, 
if you sit out, you're not making no money. Yeah. So, and I think in the NFL too, all of these NFL players see the NBA are fully guaranteed deals, MLB are guaranteed deals. Yeah, like all that stuff is guaranteed in the NFL. They mm-hmm. try not to guarantee nothing because you never know if a guy's going to get hurt. He's never right. going to play against. And the so, NBA is getting max contracts that's left why and he, right. That's why you have Lamar yeah. Jackson's. Like, hey, I want a contract. I want fully guaranteed money. Like, the whole thing, Deshaun Watson, the, mm-hmm. that deal fucked everything up for oh, yeah. sports. I mean, fully guaranteed deal of a guy that hadn't played football in almost two years. The 270 something minutes. It's like, what are you doing? Like, he was just being a dumbass. That's basically. bad management, though. Yeah, I mean, that's was, just, that, it, if screwed, I was running that organization, it'd be That's Cleveland, though. They're, they're just bad as Detroit in a lot so of ways. So now the teams are throwing all this yeah. guaranteed money out to the quarterbacks. Financial mm-hmm. in the future, and then they're risking it. Yeah, all that this quarter, like look at Matthew Stafford, they wanted him to take a pay cut. He said, No, he said, F you guys, no. I want my money. Yeah, well, I mean, he's taken what three pay cuts in his career, he's already taken yeah. pay cuts, yeah. but they back ended to like different, like he never really took a pay cut, so to say, he turned right, it into a right. signing bonus and cleared right, up cap right. space. But for now, they wanted him to cut salary. He's like, Nope, well, I mean, he's at that point in his career, I think, Miguel, where he doesn't yeah. need to do that either, yeah. right? He he's like, I can tell you, know, like. I might have a couple of years. He's probably one good injury away from having to retire. Mm-hmm. Stafford's taking some he, pretty good he hits. He knows he's on the yeah, he's on, a, he's he's on, on his final leg yeah, right now. He's, and he's like, hey. Let me I ask you walk? something about Matthew Stafford yeah, while we're on the subject. And this, a lot of people have different answers. Hall of Fame? Is he a Hall of Famer? His stats would show that he's he's up there with some of the, the big ones. I but, say the champion. See, look, as soon as I said that, though, it was like – you don't, want it. you don't want to, <laughs> but I think the championship catapulted him into the Hall of Fame. So I don't. I think he's going to be. But what stats follow other than the Super Bowl? What stats? I mean, most fourth quarter comebacks. Well, fastest you got, one to thirty thousand yards. You got all that kind of stuff. And I mean, you just look at the peak of his career. Yeah, he was a very good quarterback. What was his peak yeah. year? You would say. I mean, it was his peak was probably from I don't know. What do you say about that? 2011, 2012, when they were yeah. being competitive. I know his best season was what his third year when we went yeah. down to New Orleans that well, year. Yeah, we were eleven. We were eleven to five. That was a gunslinging year yeah. with Calvin, Nate, yeah. freaking Brandon Pettigrew's of the world, and all that oh. kind of stuff. He was just the long-haired, shaggy staff. That was yeah. what I loved about him. And I, I, I would say, cut. I would no. say yes. I mean, the more I think yeah. about it, I think Stafford. Um, it may not come. He's not a first ballot type guy, no. but I definitely believe that if. The numbers in his body of work are presented to these people that are going to make these choices. They're going to see this and go, this, this dude did all right. And he, again, won a Super Bowl. I think that's kind of like your cherry on top to kind of get you in that door. It's like a VIP you, pass. You got those Let's numbers. move the red ropes and let them come through. Yeah, I because agree with that. if you yeah. do something like that, man, yeah. I think that just catapults you to a top. Real quick. If you asked before the Super Bowl, I would have said no. But with the Super Bowl, I think he's going to get that nod eventually. Yeah. I, I think so. Did yeah. that have knocked the Lions? Not that he just left. He <laughs> left and immediately won a Super Bowl. Uh, well, the team around him, they, the Rams basically sold the farm. Yeah. yeah. First Stafford because he fit their system. And then during the season when I got Vaughn Miller, mm-hmm. got guys that. We're Odell gonna Beckham Jr. Him. We're going to help him win right. that championship. So. And, and, dude, that looked like one of the most calculated, like, genius moves any organization's like done. Like, just yeah. get this guy. Let's trade away this guy for our quarterback, for their quarterback, and let's make this yeah. package. Plug and play. Go win a Super Bowl. That would be our goal. And Absolutely. I mean, that was like, the way it happened is almost like. And put yourself in the line. rehearsed. It's crazy, man. Remember, we were yeah. watching that game. They came back, that game back and forth with Tampa Bay, and there was just a shootout back and forth. Tom went down the field, scored a touchdown. Mm-hmm. And, and Matthew comes down and 
boom, Matt Cooper caught right down the middle. I'm telling you, he had, for the win. It was crazy. It was nuts, man. But that was a that was a team that we could only have wished we had here in Detroit yeah. because that was what Matt Stafford needed here in he's Detroit. Mm-hmm. And he's, he's got, got that ring, and, and, he, and he's a good guy. You know what yeah, I mean? I he's a, all he's a likable guy. If if the next year we went 0 16, I'd be fine with it for the ring. So would you put him in the Hall of Fame, Chaz? He's pickled. I, 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 I'm pickled by that. I, I still, I, I, I'm, for as many good games you've seen out of Matthew Stafford, you speed have made a lot of dog. For as many great highlights as there, out there of Matthew Stafford, you know, fake the, the, the fake spike and the fourth quarter comebacks. <clears throat> There's also fumbling the ball when nobody even touched him and throwing in the triple coverage. So I can show you just as many dumb highlights as you can good highlights about I mean, him. So. so I can go 52,000 yards in his career, 63% completion percentage, 330 yard, 333 touchdowns, 169 interceptions. That's a gunslinger. Mm-hmm. Um, career rating of 90.9. I mean, kind of stacks up there and he's got... Yeah, those are good credentials. He's got the... Yeah. The yeah, when you say it like that, when you say it like that, but I mean, we had a... We had a front row seat to watch him make a lot of plays and some of them were like what the fuck was he doing yeah the sidearm slings yeah. and, the, and the force and the you know not throwing into coverage you and know what stuff I mean by like that, that. For as many good highlights you could show Matthew Stafford you could show just as many yep. bad highlights but you know what though Reb you can look at that too you can look at a Joe Flacco he's won Super Bowls right yeah. or a Super Bowl mm-hmm. and and he's had that sort of kind of career too where he's kind of went off the rails a little bit made some dumb bonehead plays but that's the NFL. Yeah, but Joe Flacco never had that gunslinger. Uh, yeah, that's why I think Stafford. Like I think that gets him. You want to talk in receptions? Oh, look at Brett Favre, man. Mm, yeah. How many interceptions is he thrown? Yeah, yeah. okay. You're really going to compare look Matthew Stafford to Brett Favre? Like no, but he's that. He's yeah. that type of quarterback, though. The gunslinging, quote unquote, yeah. type. You got, that's who Matt Stafford is. I know it was a different era back in the day, but he had guys like Dan Fouts. He was a gunslinger back in the day. Dude just threw the rock. They had the who that Michael Clayton's and stuff of the world back then, and he was out there. He he was in the Hall of Fame, 40, 43,000 yards, 254 touchdowns, 242 picks. Different era, but at the same time, almost the same kind of quarterback. I don't think they ever won anything yeah. in San Diego back Which then. Which is basically really. what Philly was just saying was with yeah. Brett Favre, who is my favorite all-time quarterback, by the way. Yeah. I loved Brett Favre. Brett Favre uh, and, and everybody loved Brett, and, and, and I liked Brett, and, and you took a butt plug with Brett. <laughs> and then you shoot your get back in the butt. See, that's, that's what I mean. It always ends up. With something in somebody's well, ass. I had to. It always ends up that 500 way. 500 It's my choice. It's not an act. It's my choice. It's like they a can of corn. Cheap pop. Yeah, you know, that seed rubble guy, and he just got grit. 508 touchdowns, 336 picks. Brett Favre, okay, 336 Brett picks. Yep. So. Yeah, I, I mean, picks. God, man. Well, I, I, that could be I a know, show. He not in the hall, who could go in the hall? Yeah. That's a great, that's another topic. Brett Favre, though, he had a character that was just hilarious you know he had yeah. that southern swag i mean he was just a guy but man he just burned us every time and it coincidentally he did same way rogers and green bay burned us and man i couldn't be happier for rogers to be the hell out of our nfc division just get him out I hated aaron get rogers. him out man aaron rogers is an unlikable guy where brett Favre, even though he played for green bay you almost kind of had to love the guy just the way he acted mm-hmm. he was such a country goofball yeah yeah so on a side note philly we're going into training camp man this yeah. training camp started um I did something really cool, if you don't mind. We talked about this yesterday. I got on a Zoom call with it wasn't just me. It was a it was season ticket holders and a elected whatever. And I got on a Zoom call it was with Dan Miller, 
and Coach Dan. That was Cameron, real. That was real. That was real. <laughs> it's, 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 no, it's, it, oh, here's another. Uh, <laughs> no, it, this wasn't made up. And so this was, and I, if you don't mind, Philly, I'll play the audio for this I one. Gotta, I didn't uh, watch it. I was like, oh, here's another. This, this one was. Uh, what's this year's expectation? Before you play that, why I didn't watch it? Because I thought I was going to see. I was in the Zoom. You thought you were going to see you. And then all of a sudden, I thought I was going to see my hand on the goal post. You're going to show me with a pickle my ass. Right, right, right. Are you on? You're still on your Facebook, right? You still? No, I'm not on social media. Uh, you, you need to get on the Chaz Nasty uh, Fantasy Football website. You're going to absolutely love this thing, and I'll share some stuff with you after the show. But Dan Campbell, when asked about what's this year's expectations, um, let's say this. You know, our, I would say our expectations at this point. Here we are in, in July twentieth is that, man, we need to do everything we can possibly do to be better than we were last year. That That's as simply put as I can make. And if we do that, then we'll take it from there. But we need to be a better team, and we need to perform better than we did last year. And I can't tell you what that's going to equal uh, in wins. I just know that's the goal, is let's play better, let's get better. Um, and I would say, if anything, I feel um, – I feel like there's a good aura about our guys. There's a good chemistry. You know, Brad and I have been very selective on the guys that we bring on this team. And uh, and it's not always been about the most talented players. It's about the most talented players that have character and chemistry with their teammates. That's what it'll always be for us. And Because if you build that way, you'll be able to handle adversity. Because every team and every season is going to go through adversity. And... Uh, and, I, and so I, I feel that with our guys. And that was one of his uh, takes on that. That's and, really cool. I can't believe that that was actually real. Yeah, I, I, got, I put way. it on all our social media. It got a lot of good hits. So how that's good play, stuff. How do you play that on here? Because I got something pretty funny that with his voice on it calling 97 won the ticket. If you could play that audio. Don't then, worry. We have yours too. And this is why I <laughs> thought it was this is why I thought it was fake. No, it's no. not fake. And so the last one here, guys, this is another quick one here. A typical day in training camp. So, we, you know, we someone had a question about the whole hard knocks thing. And he's like, you know, man, you know, he talked a little bit about that. And then the typical day in training camp. So this is what they do. Here. Yeah, it's a good question. Uh, Hunter, I would say, you know, for us, training camp really starts, uh, let's say, you know, day one, our players, we start, we practice uh, 830 in the morning. You know, so certainly they got to get up here early and make sure that uh, that they get their bodies ready to go. They get taped, you know, everything that's that's prepped for them. So a lot of them will get here a couple of hours before uh, to get right. Like Frank will be here probably like five thirty or six. You know, I mean he's that's awesome. Um, but they do that. We practice for a couple of hours, sometimes two and a half hours, um, and then they're they're really in a recovery type mode. Um, so, you know, call that really 1030 to about 1230, uh, and then about 1230 ish after they've eaten, you got a special teams meeting goes about 30 minutes. Then we'll have an O and D meeting to where we watch some of the practice tape from earlier. And then we go back out, uh, into the indoor practice facility and we do a walkthrough for about an hour. There's some special teams. There's O and D. A lot of it is new plays and it's overs D it is walkthrough mode. Um, you know, some of it will be maybe uh, clean up from the morning before, get off the field, then they go lift. So now they train. They'll do that for probably a good hour and a half. You know, they get their lift in. 
Um, they eat dinner and then we go right back into night meetings. And so that is whatever we haven't been able to watch from the morning and also install for the next day. So we have a new install. These guys get new installs now for a good 10 days of new information. So it's like, especially that's why when you're a young guy, life's great the first day. And then all of a sudden, day two, you got a new install. Day three, a new install. Day four, and you still got to know install one, two, three, four. And so it starts to add up on those guys. But I, that's really part of it for us is you. we want to feed them as much information as they can early and see what they can retain. And then it will begin to slow down for them and settle down once we get into games. Uh, and then to answer your question about rest versus work, I really believe that you need both. But I think you really, when you decide you're going to work, you got to go after it. Like you really got to push them hard. You got to rev them up. You got to redline them. And then you back way down, you know, so call it two really good red line days. And then I think day three, you got to back off. Sometimes to the point it's a walkthrough so that the next day or the next two days, you can, you can redline them again. I think that's, that's the best way to get volume and intensity with your players and prepare them for a season. Grit. Pretty like cool, it. huh? Yeah. That's Pretty motivating cool. guy, though, man. He just, I mean, just in that little brief half hour that they allowed us to kind of get a peek under the tent with some not so much press questions, but regular fan questions, you know. Did you get to ask him anything? Or? My, I, my, my question was part of one of the, the first one I mentioned, which was about expectations, but there must have been a multitude of people that probably right. had the same question, so they just mm. bundled it and served right. it out there. But, um, I mean, it's just, I mean, the, talk about what he just was talking about, a typical day in training camp, I mean, night sessions, right? Your practice ain't over after, like, you know, what you guys are it's doing. It's a full work day. It's, it's, a, it's, it's a full it's, work it's, day, it's, right? I mean, you're in it, man, for, I mean, it's now, you know, this is, you know, getting different playbooks, and it's constant, man. That's what makes well, the like you NFL said, so cool. Like you said, right, right now, he's getting there at 5.36 o'clock in the morning, and he's there all the way till after dinner time, then still having meetings. Seven eight, so he's there 15 yeah. hours. Shower, yeah. go home, you know, kiss the wife, play with the dog and the kids. And next thing you know, you're getting up at 430 in the morning, heading down to Allen Park again. Yeah. You know, we don't we, we see these guys as players that we, you know, watch on Sundays and stuff. But there's so much dedication to be a pro athlete and to make that 52 man roster because not everybody we talk about Rodrigo. Right. I mean. He, he was a great plug-and-play guy last year, but he's going to have his hands full, guys, with Campbell this year. You drafted this big linebacker, and there's going to be a target on him. You know what I mean? It's going to be a very competitive training camp. Especially who was still available when you took him. You know yeah. what I mean? There was a lot of good. And who, who had Gibbs as their number one pick? I don't think anybody. Was Did you see so that coming at all, Philly? I didn't know. He was off the radar. Yeah. I was just going through our texts. Me and you were texting back and forth when they took him, and I, I, I was – upset yeah i didn't i didn't i heard of him but i didn't watch the whole tape on the guy after you see the swift trade and what they're trying to do and they signing you know um montgomery now you got that one-two punch you got reynolds coming back i mean again the running back position considering it being devalued but you you're pretty set right now if everybody stays healthy you're primed to go for a long run mm -hmm. so with that being said we talked about it a couple episodes let's get your guys's take early take what's your prediction for the team this year Hmm. I need a number. I need yeah. a. I need a record. Yeah, you need a record. Last year, nine and eight, just missed out on the playoffs. Yep. I think we're shocking the world. 
winning week one, though. I'll tell you that much. Man. Oh, I think man. we're shocking. I don't put it past them. You watch the bandwagon jumpers if they win week one. And you watch the uh, bandwagon jumpers burn it down if they don't. Give me. <laughs> oh, yeah. It's kind of like looking forward to, like, the – start of the season but at the same time we're looking at it as a playoff game in its own because man if we could beat this team you know this Mm -hmm. defending super bowl champion stacked football team in kc if you can beat them that would be a big deal it would be huge but again i'm not i'm not jumping off the bandwagon if we lose because that's that's a super bowl i just know how i know how a lot of people are you know what i mean because i take a lot of flack for being a lions fan yeah Yeah. we all all do but that's kind of like i don't know so how many wins and how many losses see 11 and 6 you're 11 winner i like it okay I was going to say 12 and 5, honestly. I wanted to, but. Only be, reason why I say that because I think our division is very weak. And I think we're going to have double digit wins against Green Bay. I think we're going to have double digit wins against Minnesota. Mm-hmm. I mean, we play some tough teams, but I believe that this this is a different team. And I'm not going to sleep either on like Chicago. Fields, good quarterback. No, they're, they're trap doing, games in Chicago. They're, they're doing some good stuff over there. Mm-hmm. They're trying to build a team. Green Bay, it all depends on Jordan Love because they still got the team there. Mm-hmm. They got a good foundation still. How bad is that going to suck if Jordan Love comes out and just. Yeah, just it's going to be oh, another, another decade. Jeez. Oh, man. That's Josh. And then another another nightmare. Minnesota's <laughs> got the offense. The you see Marsha Firestone Ford so. jumping off Ford Field. Yeah, <laughs> I definitely think we're the best team in the NFC North, but it's going to be still, it's always a battle. NFL It'll be games a battle. Are a battle. For sure. I mean, every game, it's any given Sunday. You never yeah. know. But 11 and, 11 and 6 division winners. So I like it. You see Rebel? I, I said 12. I, I don't think they're going to win 12 games. 12 games. Okay. I'll go 11 and 6. I think that's you and I both are at that at the same time. Was it say 11? I think I'm at, I maybe I'm at 12? I'm at low 11, high 13. Okay. Yeah, so I'll go 12. I'll go 12 this year. Isn't it nice to be talking to him, predicting him like that? There's been years that we've got five wins. Well, we have hope. Yeah, we do. I mean, just like. I have a good question. How did we get this hope? Where did this hope go? Who's responsible for this hope? Is it Martha? I think it's who they brought in. I don't think it's Martha. It's Sheila. Sheila. I'm about to say Sheila. Sheila. Yeah. You think it's Sheila? said, hey, we're doing this my way. Like, we're the old way is gone. Starts yeah, with her, she, kind of broken down, got Spielman in there, got, you know, yeah. uh, Holmes in there, and now Campbell. Like, now he's created this whole different facelift of the, of the team, which is good. You know, culture gets thrown around there all the time, but it genuinely seems like guys want to be here now, yeah. do you which think, you haven't seen before. Do you no. think she learned by watching her mom and dad mess up so much? Oh, yeah. Oh, for sure. Oh, right. yeah. Did you guys watch that Inside the Den thing? I remember I told you about it. It's a lion thing on YouTube. I, mm-hmm. I didn't it's see like it. A, it's like a play. I wouldn't say it's not hard knocks, but it's like a different play. They go inside the locker room inside uh-huh. stuff and it's like when they brought sheila in they oh, had that board yeah like, it's yeah it's like it's, they yeah. had like the things that they wanted to find in their coach was like her rod their advisors. vision board or exactly. whatever and they yeah. had the things written down me on and there. phil are going to do one this year Here's for next year for right? vision boards that's right that's a good thing to have in yeah. front of you man so yeah. that keeps you focused right yeah. so she's like this is what we're looking for and they went out and they're like dan was our guy brad was our guy <clears> they met, <throat> met everything that they wanted they fit what they looked for and you can see it on you, the field now. And me, meanwhile, Rod's like, how can I sell the most hot dogs? Right. <laughs> <laughs> Making it look an extra buck. That guy's such a <laughs> douche. No, I love the chemistry. You asked a great question, but I think it is a chemistry thing. I think they brought in the right culture of, of people. You know, I think Dan Campbell still has that player attitude, and I think he's um, he's relatable to a lot of these players, and I think he's a great motivator. 
but he he speaks from the heart. Um, the one thing that I took away from how Dan Campbell was so when I knew he was all in, and it doesn't because he cried is he got so emotional he did mm. like he was that serious about winning and losing like yeah. he just you could just see it in his eyes and his body and his demeanor and the way he was just really emotional about what he was doing. I have never seen a coach in Detroit no. to have that kind of an emotion. Well, you have, you, when you won, you're going to go, oh, yeah. A yeah. little decorum. Bobby Ross. <laughs> but, you know, and he <laughs> said, decorum. we're close. And just like at the end of Hard Knocks last year when Dan Campbell said, the Lions will be the team that will and, or that can and will. Mm -hmm. Right. And that and there was a long pause at the very end of Hard Knocks. And they asked that question, who are the Detroit Lions? And, we'll, you know, who they are. And, and he lived up to that. It may have taken the last half of the season, mm -hmm. but um, there's a lot of expectations, guys. My there's a ton of them. My answer to that was, I asked questions, I didn't answer to it. As I, I didn't believe none of the Hard Knocks. I've heard it all before drank to kool-aid show me what showed to me how many times did you see the lions go one and six and then turn it around and to almost win the playoffs one and six in this town your season's yeah i mean that was fun you were not talking about playoffs at all yeah at one and six and they went one and six and then became literally one of the most feared teams in the nfc yeah nobody wanted to play them had they had Seattle that's lost. That's never happened in this town. Never have we got one and six and became one of the most feared. That's what did it for me. That's so what I was so like, there's wow. hope. There's hope just right. like the fans for Washington. But the hope the is Washington Redskins just sold their team today. Yeah, was it today? Happy Dan Snyder's out of there. Wow. But it's yeah. not, it wasn't false hope. You know, like, oh, we got this one player. This was actual something we could, we can hold on to. You know what I mean? We've seen a change when, when they went one and six. And then became it became the most feared team in the NFL. Yeah, even early on in the season, the offense was there. You could see the pieces where the, just the defense was yeah. lacking. They were clear, yeah, like the Seattle game. That's the one either with the Seattle game that went away. Not even a league average defense, just somebody to show up. They would have won a couple games. <laughs> it was right. so bad to start the year. Now you can see the talent come to fruition. Oh, now, if we have any semblance of defense, Man. I mean, you're talking. You can easily add three ga three games yeah. that you win. I mean, you got you got. Uh, Gardner Johnson on that one-year deal, prove not really the prove it deal, but he was yeah. like, you know, I want to go somewhere where I'm appreciated, where I'm loved. I mean, mm -hmm. you see a batch in Philly and yeah. shit like that. He said the fans sucked. He's like, I want to go someplace where I want to play and this yeah. and that. So I mean, I know there's a little hatred towards his own team, right. but I mean, he, I just like those dog mentality guys yeah. that they're on that team. So yep. definitely excited. No, I could see them showing down in the playoffs somewhere down the line. That'd be mm -hmm. sweet. Playoff, little rivalry right there. <laughs> Yeah, that'd be oh. sweet, man. The expectations are really. You high. Imagine a home playoff win. <clears throat> we need it, man. Jeez, this town would a be win. Just give me a home playoff game. I like. I just we got to get there. Just get there and right host a game. Like yes. Ford Field would be the most rocking place in the United States. We're, oh, so, yeah. this, we're starved. Town, we're starved as fans for a winner, man. That's yeah, the big in this, deal. In this town, I don't care who it is. If it's the Red Wings, Detroit, the Pistons. If, if you're a winner in this town, you give us a winner. We are. Nobody gets behind their fans, I believe, that more than Detroit fans. Absolutely. This is a great sports city, man. Yeah, we get the, the love is. and respect that we deserve at times, I mm -hmm. feel like. So uh, with that say, being said, boys, great show. We're going to wrap it up here. Appreciate you guys coming out, as always, being team players and dealing with our bullshit. So you're out. <laughs> yeah, you thanks, man, brother. We love you. Uh, I, I, I wasn't upset anyways before. I was just pickled. I didn't know what to say. I had no snappy <laughs> comeback. So I just sat there and took it because it was my fault for not going and you took it like a man. I didn't have it. I didn't, <laughs> I didn't it have like it at that moment. Damn you, damn you. So as always, remember to hit us at Pfizer League Podcast at gmail.com, here on YouTube, Facebook, Instagram, and on TikTok. Love you all. Be good. But remember, revenge is sweet.